Blog Talk Radio.
lift your voice and just worship. Just lift your voice and worship. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice and worship. Oh, the Spirit of God is moving on those who worship. Somebody just wave those hands. We just honor your presence tonight. We just honor your presence tonight, Holy Spirit. That's all we really want, Lord, is just to be where you are. Just to be in your presence.
Somebody do it. Praise is what we do. Hallelujah. When we are going through, and even when we're not going through, praise is what we do. It's a command. It's straight from God. He says if we don't praise him, ha, the rocks will cry out. Well, welcome tonight to Prophetic Grace Network Sunday night programming. And uh, this is Angela Joy. I am your host tonight. And it is heading on out of March. Today's the 26th. This is March 26th. 2023. So God bless you and welcome to tonight's broadcast of Prophetic Grace Network. And um glad to be here. Hope you're glad to be here as well. Uh, if you're calling in, uh, please press 1 if you want prayer. That's 319-527-6027. If you're listening um, on the internet and um, you want to Get in on what God is doing tonight by joining on the prayer line uh, and getting in the prayer queue. Just dial 319-527-6027 and press 1, and I'll see that your hand is raised. Um, Also, if you would like to, um, you know, just text in and let us know you're there, Uh, send through a prayer request, or just let me know you're there and you're needing to get on, um, you can do that also, and that number is 214-505-8719. That's 214-505-8719. Glad to be back with you all tonight. It's been a busy month. I've had a lot of go- a lot of things going on, but I, it's nothing like being here with the people of God, believing and standing with you in prayer for what God wants to do in and through you. And uh, it's so important that we understand that God wants to do something in and through us. Why? Because we're connected as the body of Christ, and we should be jointly fit together so that when we are in agreement with each other, things happen. Hallelujah. And that's what we want tonight. We want things to happen through the power of agreement. So, We just thank God tonight. Let's pray. Father, thank you tonight. Thank you for grace. Uh, Thank you for mercy. Thank you for allowing us to be here tonight. It could have been some other way, but you chose that this was ordained for us even before the foundation. And so we're here tonight, God, to give you honor, to give you glory, and to stand in agreement with each other that the things that we are petitioning you for, the things that we are desiring of you shall come to pass. Why? Because we're in covenant relationship with you. We're in agreement with each other as the connected body of Christ. So, Lord, we thank you tonight. I yield to you. I die out for you to come forth and speak what you want to speak tonight to your people that the airways will carry the message of the powerful, wonder-working, miracle-working power of God into the airways, that lives will be touched, things will be changed for your glory. So we thank you, God, tonight. We thank you for the blood. 
We thank you for the preservation of the blood that keeps us, that covers us, that you shed for us. And we thank you. We give you glory tonight. So hallelujah. Amen. So welcome, welcome, welcome tonight. I want to just say a few things to you, and we'll try to move a little quicker, quickly. I don't know if we will. Of course, God is in control, and he always is the one who's in control here. So thank you tonight for coming on and uh, being a part of what God is doing here tonight. We want to thank thank God for um, the leader, the founder, Prophet Randy, who has opened this up. to benefit the kingdom of God and to have a word released to draw others into the things that God wants to speak to them. And so we thank God tonight. And I have a dog here who's pestering me. You need to get down. (laughs) I don't know why he thinks now every time I get on the phone, because I use my phone with the computer, that I'm talking to somebody and he needs to be involved. It's like, you know, I don't know if you know little children when, parents or somebody gets on the phone, they just like want to be all over you (laughs) and get your attention. That's exactly how he is. So y'all pray for him. His name is Jojo. (laughs) All right. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I want to just share a little bit and then I'm going to play one more song and uh, as usual, we'll start taking calls. Um, I was reading, uh, I started um, reading uh, another book uh, that I mentioned, I think, last time, it's uh, 365 uh, prayers and declarations from the court of heaven. And um, I read something, I think it was this morning, that really touched me and um, stood out. You know, it stood out to me uh, concerning our petitions before God and the things that, you know, we have before the Lord. And um, it really brought into um focus the importance of walking in a manner of um acknowledgement of sin you know acknowledging doing wrong you know the word lets us know if we have an issue with our brother we need to go and we need to make it right and if we have an if we have an issue with god we need to go to god and make it right why because we cannot even move forward into a place of repentance until we have acknowledged the wrongdoing. You know, I've I been doing some other studies in regards of a particular personality disorder that I have been really uh, studying because of some people that I know uh, that have it. And, you know, uh, in the natural they say there is no hope for this. There's no medication for it. There's nothing that can cure this. But, of course, we know differently because we know that God is all-powerful and he is able, and there's nothing impossible for him. But one of the things that I noticed uh, about this particular disorder is that the inability to admit wrongdoing. I was like, wow, you know, that that's pretty deep right there. The inability to take responsibility for wrongdoing. And I I thought, you know, I knew, of course, how can you move forward unless you first take responsibility for things that you've done? And then I I was reading uh, in here in this book, and it brought 
to focus how important acknowledging wrongdoing is to build the foundation of repentance. First of all, you're not going to repent for something that you don't think you've done. So what the enemy has done in this particular situation with this particular disorder to try to keep people trapped in sin, to cause them to walk contrary to the word of God and miss what God has for them, they, they can't even begin to acknowledge the sin. They can't even begin to acknowledge the wrongdoing. And without that, you can't move into repentance. So I thought, wow, God, this is deep. I mean, they're looking at this as a psychological type thing, and, you know, this is the way these people are, and because it's this way, they can never get the deliverance or they can never get rid of this disorder. And I thought to myself, in relation to the word of God, wow, that's really that's really something. Because, of course, before we come to God, we have to admit wrongdoing. Before this person can walk in healing and wholeness, they have to walk, even in the secular sense, in the natural sense, they have to be able to acknowledge their wrongdoing so that they can even get the, uh, the healing or basically uh, the help they need to move forward in life. Why? Because they can never admit they're wrong. Why? Because they're wrong in their mind attaches them to shame, which will connect them to the incident or the traumatic event that happened, so they can't bear that. So they don't even acknowledge it. And that's serious stuff right there. That's serious. That's a trap from the devil. When the devil has deceived people in their mind, you know, we know that the mind is the battleground, is the place the enemy comes and attacks. But when this disorder is in place, the devil has deceived them to the point of having them believe, I can't admit anything. It, 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 it will bring me back to shame. And the connection of the emotions that were dealt or began with the traumatic event that brought on this disorder. So the enemy has them hoodwinked. He has them hoodwinked to the point that they think they can go through life never acknowledging their wrongdoing, never accepting responsibility for what they've done wrong. And so they are trapped in a place of no deliverance. They are trapped in a place that they think is a safe place. Let me tell you, the devil is a liar. He's a deceiver. So with this particular personality disorder, they are trapped in a place where they will never be able to move out of it because they can't deal with the traumatic event that brings association of shame if they acknowledge that they've done something wrong. Wow, that's deep. But the word of God lets us know that in order to move forward in the things of God, we've got to acknowledge the sin and place it at the feet and ask for forgiveness and repent, turn away from it. They can't turn away from it because they can't even admit that they have it. And so I, I began to connect what I was studying with what I've been reading in regards to uh, prayers for declaration and deliverance uh, through the court of heaven. 
And so I'm going to just read this um, a little part of it to you. And um, so let me just share a little bit, and then we can go forward. It says, as we approach the courts of heaven, there are accusations the accuser would use against us. These are to deny us what is written in our books. There are books that have been written about us in heaven that hold our destiny, that hold our purpose. And so when we um, go before God, the books are there. You know, we want the books, everything that's written in the book that God put in concerning my destiny and my future and my purpose here, I want it. So this is why so many people, it says here, have an intuitive sense that they were made for more. We have an intuitive sense that even though we're walking with God and we we know that there's much more, we have an understanding that there's got to be more. It's an intuitive sense. Why? Because there's a lot of stuff written in the Bible, in the books that were written for us and about us concerning our destiny. And we have an intuitive sense to know we're not fulfilling it. And so uh, it says here, that is why so many people have an intuitive sense that they were made for more, but they can't seem to get into it. It is because there is a case in the spirit world against us. If you, it can be your own sin. Here we are. It could be your own sin. But if you're not going to admit that I have a sin that I need to ask for forgiveness for and repent of, you've been hoodwinked by the devil. It can be your own sin, the sin in your generations or bloodline, which is called iniquity in the scripture. Words written against you by others in authority or others or other activities used by the devil. We must know how by faith to take the blood that Jesus shed for us and use it to silence all of these words and accusations. We do this primarily through repentance. Do you see how they've been hoodwinked? People who have that disorder or people who just think that way, see how they're hoodwinked? Because they don't understand. In order to be delivered, you got to repent. And so here it is. It says we must know how by faith to take the blood Jesus shed for us and use it to silence all of the words and accusations. We do this primarily through repentance when we, through repentance, agree with what the blood is speaking, we are vindicated, justified, and declared innocent. My God, simply through repentance, we are vindicated, justified, and declared innocent. Look at that rotten devil, how he's gotten into people's minds to make them think that they can ignore the sin and continue to live. And I, believe me, people, I know people who name the name of Christ who are doing this. So they're hoodwinked. They think that I don't have to acknowledge this thing. Well, if you don't acknowledge it, you're not going to go to God for forgiveness and ask him to re- forgive you for it and repent of the sin because you're, you've been deceived to the point that you think there's nothing I need to repent of. My, 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 what a dangerous, dangerous 
place to be in. Hmm. What the blood is saying about us overwhelms every accusation that the devil has. How can we even go to the blood to have the blood applied if we're not going to acknowledge the sin or repent of it? But there are people who are deceived that think they don't need to do that. My God, these words assaulting us and our destiny and the, in the spirit world are now denied the right to affect and influence our lives to, to the place that God wants it to be. The blood of Jesus has silenced them and all that would speak against. That's why we repent. That's why we can apply the blood. But we've got to acknowledge it, we have to repent of it, and then we have access to the blood. To the blood. We need the blood to cleanse us. And it shuts the mouth of the enemy. But he doesn't want us to even admit the wrongdoing. There are people who are walking around deceived, delusioned, to think that they don't have to make it right. They don't have to ask God to show them how to get right, how to repent. Why? Because they don't even feel like they have anything they got to repent of. So then how can you get to the blood if you have nothing you feel like the blood needs to be applied to? They've been deceived. They're hoodwinked by the devil. I'm telling you, folks, we're living in a time when there's a strong delusion that's hitting this earth. And there are people walking around, even amongst us, in the body of Christ, that pride. You know, that was the fall of the enemy, of course. That's why he got kicked out of heaven. Pride, jealousy, these things that he wasn't going to let go of. There are people who are walking around, they're not going to let go of it. So what repentance would they have if they don't even think they have anything to repent of? So they don't even have power of the blood. What? Oh, my God. When I thought about that and I read that, and I thought, wow, that's a strong delusion. That's a strong delusion. When the enemy would trick you and make you think you don't have anything to get right, that you can walk around in a non-repentant state and think that the blood is going to do the work when you can't even acknowledge that you need the blood to take care of the issue you refuse to admit to. It blew me away when I read that. Because I, I personally know someone who's operating like that. I know people who pride will not let them acknowledge their sin. Pride will not let them repent. Pride is keeping them from the blood. So, Lord, as we stand before your courts tonight, I thank you that the blood of Jesus is now speaking for us. It's speaking for me. According to Hebrews 12 and 24, the blood of sprinkling is speaking better things than that of Abel. Abel's blood cried for justice as against his brother Cain. But Jesus' blood, however, is crying for mercy, redemption, and forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, that because of Jesus' blood, we now have every legal right 
you have every legal right to forgive us and silence the accuser against us. By faith, I repent. I repent and I come into agreement with the word. And I ask that every place that I have sinned or my ancestors have rebelled against you, that the legal right of the devil would be revoked to use this against me. Because why? Of the blood of Jesus saying, it is finished. I am covered. It's been applied. You have no legal access and no legal right to her. So, Lord, we thank you so much for the blood. And we come against every strong delusion that has been released against the people of God to have them walk in a manner of pride that they won't even acknowledge the sin so they could go to the next step of repentance. So that would take them to the next step of application of the blood of Jesus, which will deny the enemy access to the things that he's trying to do in their lives. My God, look how important this is. Look at the steps. Try keep from moving into a place of accepting responsibility for their wrongdoing. Repentance causes us to change our way of thinking and actions so that the blood applied would be applicable and powerful and used for the glory of God to stop the work of the enemy from ravishing lives. God, we, we ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness against the ways that we've thought, how we've accepted the lie of the enemy that has kept us restrained and in bondage to a lie, pride. We thank you for the blood tonight. We thank you and we ask for forgiveness for things we've done that have not been pleasing in your sight and we have not gone to you and asked you for forgiveness and walked in a manner of repentance so that the blood applied would be active and powerful to stop the work of the enemies, of the enemy and his imps and the demons that come to attack blood is greater. Lord, we thank you tonight. And we give you glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Well, I just wanted to share that. That was on my heart today. I was talking to a friend, and uh, she was like, wow. And I was like, yeah. That's why some people are, I feel, are so trapped because they're walking in pride. They can't even admit their wrongdoing. And if they don't admit wrongdoing, they're not going to even take a step to change the process that the blood applied would take the devil out of the ballpark, would move him out of their lives from destroying them because of their pride. Lord, we just thank you for the blood. Thank you for the revelation of what you're speaking tonight. Lord, search me. Search me, O oh God, that I will be able to acknowledge my wrongdoing 
search me tonight, oh God, that I will be able to say, yes, Lord, that's wrong. Show me how not to walk in that way that displeases you. That the blood applied, that Jesus paid for our sin and our deprivation. He paid for it on the cross, on the cross, that when we walk with an understanding of how important it is for us to walk in that manner so the blood applied would keep the enemy at bay. It's important. These are perilous times. But God is still on the throne. And he wants his people free. He wants them walking in deliverance. He wants them whole. Why? Because there is a there's a job that has to be done. He's raising up an army of believers that need to get in position and in place to do the work of God, to be his hands and to be his feet. It's time for self to die, pride to go, that Jesus might arise in our life. Ha, the king of glory. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to play one song real quickly here, and then I'm going to come back and take calls. I hope everyone is doing tonight. If you're on the line and you do want prayer, please press 1, and I will be back in just a bit to um, to take calls. And we're going to play one song here. I hope everybody, everyone is doing great tonight. I have had a busy, busy week, but God is good. God is so good.
Hallelujah. We've been bought by the price of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And what a atrocity it would be, atrocity it would be for us not to walk in that. Hallelujah. Not to walk in the power of the blood that Christ Jesus has already shed for us. Amen. Amen. So we're going to start with calls tonight and um, just keep me in prayer and everyone on here. Let's just be in partnership. Let's walk in agreement tonight that the needs of those calling in would be met and that God would speak. We're here for him, not for me, not for any other reason except for him to be glorified and for him to speak to those who are here tonight. So, Lord, we thank you for that. We give you honor and glory, and we just ask that you touch the minds and hearts of your people. Speak, say what you need to say so that they will walk into that place that has been destined for them. As I said in the books, the books were open. Our destiny is written in the book. Our purpose is written in the book. And, Lord, we want to fulfill what's written in the book about us. We don't want to miss it. We don't want to come before you and and have to stand in before you and realize that there are things that we were supposed to do we didn't do. Why? Because we got hung up in self and pride. God, let us be your mouthpiece, your hands and your feet in this earth today. We thank you for your presence tonight. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, glory be to God. And um, if you're listening uh, by Internet and you want to call in, that number is 319-527-6027. That is uh, 319-527-6027. And press 1. You'll be in the queue. All right, so we have several here. Let's go ahead and start with uh, our first caller. And that's 504-282, and who am I speaking with, and where are you calling from? Hello. Uh, God bless you. This is Nicole from Louisiana. Hi, Nicole from Louisiana. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. Okay. Well, praise God. That's that's a great start. (laughs) You're doing good. (laughs) Amen. All right. So, Lord, we just thank you for Nicole from Louisiana. And, Lord, uh, we just thank you, Lord, um, proposition. I don't know how that word just came up. So, Lord, I don't know uh, what this is involving or what it entails, but, God, uh, I just heard the word proposition. So, Lord, we just thank you for Nicole tonight as she begins to walk out the plan and the purpose that God has for her. Let her continue to walk in a way of the straight and narrow to please God in all that she does. I just sense, like, you see, like, footsteps, like, walking a path. And, Lord, I thank you, Lord, as she walks the path, there are going to be different situations and circumstances that she's going to have to be involved with in her life journey. And I see walking a path, and I heard the word proposition. I don't know if there's something coming up shortly or some sort of uh, 
opportunity being made available, but I hear the word proposition. And, Lord, I pray that as she walks out, whatever it is she's walking out on her through her daily activities, that, God, when she approaches this particular situation or circumstance, that your hand will be on it, your hand will be on her to guide and to lead her to do what is best for her on this particular uh, thing, in this particular thing. And, Lord, we just ask, Lord, that she be sensitive. Hallelujah. I just saw an ear. Let her be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit as she walks out these next, I'll say, three weeks. Saw three. Hallelujah. And, Lord, give her confidence in the fact that she is called. She's been bought with a price and that she is not walking idly. She's walking in purpose. She's walking in purpose, not just some just tiptoeing through the tulips. Glory be to God. But she's walking purposefully on this journey. She's walking with purpose. She's walking with a divine order that has set her in place and set things in motion that she would happen at the time the perfect timing for whatever it is you have for her to receive the benefits and the blessings of her walking purposefully in this journey, on her journey. So, Lord, we thank you tonight, and we thank you for Nicole's life. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. All right. Hello, Nicole. What's going on? Um, I'm just uh, having a a quiet night. Getting ready uh, for bed and decided to do some some prayer before bed. Um, but I've been, you know, just recently asking the Lord um, just to basically guide me um, in all areas of my life, but particularly um, with work and um, marriage. I'm single, and mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I'm wanting, you know, to allow God to fully cover and and guide me in that area of my life because I haven't made the best decisions in the past and so um you know just surrendering to God and and asking that he leads me in okay well maybe that's what I'm picking up that's your desire to walk purposefully on the path that God has given you and um to bring him into um, whatever you have coming your way as propositions or, I guess, the way to handle situations that are given to you that you know exactly what to do, how to do it, how, how to handle it. And I just felt the word proposition and why that came up is basically is God is saying there are going to be opportunities for you to to be in a place where you will receive certain propositions and that you will have a, an understanding of how now to bring God fully into it so that no mistakes will be made, that you will walk into it with confidence 
you'll walk into it with the leading of the Holy Spirit to guide you and to show you how to operate and to maneuver in this place and at this time in this season when these things will come in your way to you to you in on your way and like you say you you've been asking God for information and direction and guidance and it's almost like God is is letting you know I hear you I hear you and there will be opportunities for you to have this, decisions will have to be made but just let me be at the forefront of the decision and you can't go wrong because God understands that you don't want to make mistakes you don't want to get off track and he wants to be there to continue to lead you and guide you so that the best things will happen because of these propositions you know because the enemy can come and proposition us you know what I mean but Mm -hmm. when we're led by the spirit of God we'll know which ones are of God and which ones are not so be led by the Spirit Amen. as He orders your steps, as He leads you, and purpose. I, I just heard the word purposefully. You know, there is a purpose that God is going to. Uh, you're going to feel purpose. I, I can sense what I want to say. You will be able to feel the purpose of your life. Feel the purpose, and the purpose. Once you know, it's like this. Okay, if I was born. Uh, and knew that um, I was supposed to be a doctor. Okay, so me having that in me, like I was reading earlier about the intuitiveness, like we know that we've been placed on this earth for a purpose. There are things that God has already written about us in our book of destiny that he wants accomplished in our life. And, you know, some people are very keenly aware of these things that they've been purposed for, you know. And so it's like God wants that to be a part of our makeup. He wants us to realize we're just not here idly going down the road. We have been purposefully put here on earth to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish in our lifetime. And what the enemy wants to do is cheat us out of our purpose. He wants to cheat us out of our destiny. How does he do that? By getting us off track. By having us walk in a way contrary to what God has placed us here. Because he knows that if we walk with the purpose, and we can ask God, God, the purpose. Let me walk purposefully every day to fulfill what you have called me to do here on earth. And you know what? That's a, I think when people know they walk in their purpose, there's such a feeling of fulfillment. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. because it's God given. It's not, it's not something I conjured up or thought up or, but it's something that was God given. You know, it's that kind of like that God void. When people know they don't have God in their life, they know they have a void. They don't know, you know, they try to fill it with different things. It's the same thing kind of with purpose. When you're not fulfilling your purpose, you know it's like something's missing. I should be doing this. So, God, we just thank you tonight that you will begin to show Nicole the fullness of her purposefulness (laughs) here on earth. 
so that she won't miss it, that she will walk this thing out. And God, she will know that the enemy, you know, she'll know which things the enemy's trying to place in her in her path because she will have an understanding of her purpose. A lot of times, God, people miss it because they don't know their purpose. And so when the enemy does, you know, it comes around, oh, yeah, no. But if you know your purpose, you're going to stay on purpose. You won't be so easily drawn mm-hmm. off to one way or the other. So, Lord, we just thank you for that. We thank you for releasing that over her life tonight that she will benefit and receive the blessing of the fullness of what you have purposed her here on earth to do and to be a part of. And we just thank you and let her understand that it will work out for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. I repeat that word. Amen. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I just felt that. Wow, yeah. Anything you want to share or anything else? Any particular prayer request? I know that was it. Um, Oh, praise God. Thank you. Bless me. God bless you. Oh, God bless you and enjoy your week and um, fulfill that purpose. Walk on purpose. God's got something up the road for you. And um, I will. We're going to see it manifest in Jesus' name. All right. Thanks so much in for Jesus calling in, name. Nicole, and you be blessed. Thank you. You have a blessed week. All right. You too. All right. Good night. All right. Good night. Amen. 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 All right. Let's go to 214-415. This is Angela Joy, and who am I speaking with? Hi, this is Barbara from Texas. Hi, Barbara from Texas. How, how's, how's my Texas friend tonight? Girl, you know I'm feeling it. I'm feeling good with all this anointing on the show. Come on now. <laughs> You're so funny. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> Praise God. Well, I'm glad you were able to get on. It's been a little bit, and... um. Praise God. Let's just pray for you. Lord, we just thank you for Barbara tonight. We thank you for her her presence, God. We thank you for her presence. Hallelujah. We thank you that she she is um I don't know I don't know if I gave you this or not, but I just when I started talking to you, I just begin to see flowers, you know. I begin to see an array of colors and beauty and blooming and, oh, my gosh, and sense of growth and um, the beauty of what God has created you for coming into fruition. The beauty of what you were purposed for, the beauty of the things that God will do and are now doing and are about to do in and through you represents the beauty of Christ. Hallelujah. The beauty of Christ. The beauty of his suffering. The beauty of his paying a price for us 
the beauty of the things that he had to go through so that we could come to the fullness of what he put us here on earth to do. Let her come forth in beauty and majesty representing the kingdom of God in full array with purples and golds and the pureness of white. This is what I see. Purples and golds and the pureness of whites representing his death, his burial, and his resurrection, that she would operate in the beauty of the price that he paid for the body of Christ. Let her continue to blossom and show forth his beauty in the kingdom. We thank you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So beautiful, so beautiful, so beautiful, so beautiful. And even I hear, you know, as in Matthew, you know, the lilies of the field, do they toil? No. They just rest in the fact that they were recreated and they will be taken care of. They're not concerned about anything except that they were created to beautify and to represent the beauty of who he is. And so, God, we thank you that that rests on her. Let it rest on her, the beauty of Christ, for that which she has been created to represent. Do they toil? Do they spin? No, because they're Heavenly Father. <laughs> he is taking care of them. He's taking care of you. Just represent him with the beauty that you are adorned with for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So beauty, so much beauty. You're so beautiful, oh God. You're so beautiful, oh God. All right, Barbara. What's going on? Wow, that was so beautiful and broken down, so simple and elegant. I tell you, I just love every word. Thank you so, so much. Because I was just resting in the peace and the quietness, the stillness, and I was just laying here just laughing and talking to the Lord, just soaking in his presence. And and his glory. And when you had paused, I said, Lord, let us say something about the glory of God. And when you went on, I'm yeah. Yes, I needed to hear that about the gold. And as you were saying that you were picking up flowers and you weren't sure, but see, these were different flowers. And 
because it's March and getting near Easter, I went out there to check on all my roses. And they had budded <laughs> so beautiful that I went and took pictures and sent them to my daughter. And I said, look how beautiful what God has done. Look how beautiful the roses are. And I just mm. stood there in an array and looked up into the heavens. I said, Lord, I love you. Thank you for letting my flowers be so beautiful. And I said, now I can't wait for the other 16 to bloom next year. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went around looking at all the flowers that I had planted, so many roses all around my house over and over and over. <laughs> I got wow. the tiny ones, the mini ones, and I just love flowers. And I have flowers all in my house. I got like maybe 40, 50 plants. And I just watch them grow. They're so beautiful. And I say, I said, Lord, I just love life. I love what you do. I said, wow, you're so wonderful. Mm. I don't have the lilies, but I thought about planting some, and I didn't know what to plant. And when I said the lilies, I love the white, the pink. I love mm-hmm. all of it. And I love the red, and I never would have to do anything to them because I just had told the Lord, I said, Lord, I want—I don't know what I want to plant this year. And I said, if I do the potato vines, they're lime green and beautiful, they're going to spread and cover all of that. And one of the daughters said, no, Mommy, no, too much work. No, you just love, you'll be out there every day. <laughs> and I said, well, Lord, if I travel, I need a flower that I don't have to pay any attention to. They'll just be beautiful no matter what. And so right. thank you so much, and I love that because he's a lily of the valley. And and yes. so every word that you gave me, I was just thinking about him and, and just dancing before him. And, and I, the gold, I think, um, I think um, is it Felicia, what's her name? I know she had mentioned something about this wrap around my hair. And today I mm-hmm. met a stranger downtown, and he turned around, and I'm like, I didn't, you know, I, I'm thinking he's just going to pass me and keep going. So I had my friend girl and her husband, and we crossed the street together. He said, ladies, y'all are so beautiful. And he said, you, you got that hair laid, and you are just a beautiful little person. I just love your hair. Aww. I said, oh, my God. I said, thank you. <laughs> I said, I, I never really show my natural hair, and you know. Mm-hmm. And he said, I just wanted to tell you how beautiful. I said, sir, thank you for just being a gentleman. And he said, what? I said, thank you. I said, you're so kind. And I said, so I just sped up walking, you know, so he wouldn't say anything. (laughs) 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 Because I was like, he said, he asked me why was I laughing, why was I so happy. He said, you must never hear that very often. I said, true, but you've been a gentleman, (laughs) sir, and I thank you that. You call us ladies, so I just want to thank you personally for just saying that out loud. I said, you are so kind. And Aww. he was just a stranger. I never saw, never seen a man like that in a day of my life. And he, he was just picking up the trash and stuff, you know, on the highway, in the street. And I said, oh, the light has uh, turned red. We can't cross. He said, well, you're with me, and I'm going to help you cross. And I said, oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just got all kinds of attention the they Lord, give you for <laughs> Ma'am? I said, you just got I mean, all kinds of special attention today. today yes, you? I did. And um, I met the <laughs> owner of the building, and uh, he drives a, how you say that, fast, pretty uh, car, like a Ferrero, Ferrero, something. I don't know how you oh, say it. Oh, yes, uh, yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ferrari. Ferrari? Yeah, that's it. And I met okay. him, and he was so sweet to me. And he said, how did you like your food? I said, oh, it was excellent. It was just beautiful. I said, I enjoy the vibe. And I just thank God that everything he said, that's what we do. We try to make sure you're happy, the atmosphere, the host, and everything. And I was like, wow. And, you know, my friend girl, oh. she she, I, she bought her husband with her. I said, bring him. Let him come and see what it's like to have, you know, a Christian woman or somebody around you that loves the Lord. And and so she bought him with it, and I was just so excited. And we shared about the Lord, and I've been the Lord been giving me dreams for her. And it was like mm-hmm. I didn't know that she was once um, a, a religious person. And she finally mm-hmm. told me came from a religious background of Christianity. I said, oh, my God, I would have never known that. And I was just mm. telling her what I saw in the spirit for her. And she said, this is what I go through on my job. She said, You're, that dream wasn't wow. for you, it was for me. And she was just telling me the things, and I told her what I saw and why I saw this and da-da-da-da-da. And she would like to drop she was like, and then I just told her another one that went with that dream. And she said, I said, it may not have happened yet, but you're getting ready to meet a young lady. And I saw the color, her white, blonde, beautiful hair, like all waves. And she said, yeah, she kind of wears it just like yours. And I said, well, I saw it like a white, yellowish, blonde-looking color, like a golden. And it was so pretty, and I told her the color of the car, why I saw it. God did not let me see her face too much. And I vaguely remember it, but I say, I guess you're going to meet her. And I feel like it's going to be hmm. safe because people have been picking on her and they um, stole her. They took her keys and they have key to her office and they be coming in there. And she said oh, the wow. first day she had some problem with her stomach and she stayed in the bathroom. I said, well, we're going to bind that up and we're going to stop that. I said, I'm going to get some PGN people to pray. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a conversation again, and you're not gonna be going through these men coming in your office, going through your personal things, and and taking things from you. She said, "Well, I have two birth certificates missing." I said, "Well, that's why the Lord gave me that dream that your personal business and your personal things you need to start putting it in a backpack or locking it up in your purse or leaving it in the car. You can't leave right. anything." She said, "Well, I've been leaving my personal diary there." And I write down daily things that they're doing bad things to me. And she said, I'm the only black person there. And they keep picking on me and doing things to me and putting things in my drink. I said, oh, oh wow. my God. I said, well, that's, that's why the Lord let me see you. Well, I didn't. he showed me me that I was going through that, but it was really for you. That I'm to stand wow. out for you and pray for you. Because mm. I pray for name? a lot of people. Her name is Karen. Lord, let's and she's driving her from, down. Yeah, we she drives yeah. from Dallas to Colorado to go to work. Wow. Four days out of wow. Time. Yeah. How many miles is that? About eleven, maybe. Twelve, I don't know, but she drives pretty fast. So oh, wow. she said she left the house around five that evening and she was gonna get to Dallas about 10:30 or 11. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good little ride there. 
Yeah, it's a pretty good wave, but she, you know, I I kept her company and talked on the phone and tried to keep mm-hmm. her company until she got almost home, so she would have a safe trip. Right. Mm. Well, Lord, we just lift Karen up tonight. Lord, we thank you for the um, mm, the spirit of God that uh, will direct and and protect and guide her, Lord, on this journey. And Lord, we come against every spirit of demonic foul play in the name of Jesus that would try to uh, cause damage or harm to her or anything she has in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for Barbara uh, being connected in the spirit realm uh, to see this thing and to move into place and position what God is calling her to do. You know, God is, is raising her to a place where He's going to connect you with, you know, like in situations that you don't even have a clue about what this is about, but God knows exactly what it's about. And it's about him bringing those who have been in the fold even back. And so, Lord, we thank you for this. We thank you for this connection. And we plead the blood of Jesus. And we thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Glory. Yeah, we never know what 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 we are on assignment for, you know. Um, God has, you know, He connects us with things that we don't even have a clue about. He just, mm-hmm. you know, but He will allow us to be connected, and He wants us to walk in obedience concerning it. So, praise God, that's like a divine appointment and assignment for you, Barbara. Yes, two of them, two souls, and you know, someone to pray for because I saw Jesus through that man. I I saw because mm. this girl mm-hmm. drove all the way from Colorado and she wanted me, um, she said, I just want us to go out to eat and let's do a girl girl night or something or a day or whatever. She said, I just want to spend some time with you. I said, wow, me? <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I told her, just get you a good night's sleep and we'll go Sunday. And after everybody has rested and everything. And so we met up this evening, and I was just grateful that I finished everything in time for the show. So I'm just grateful that I meet people and, um, you know, and pray for them and pray for everybody. And then I have to remember that PGN, they said I would meet the young women as well. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I think LaShonda or somebody, um, LaShonda had prayed or something. And I think you and her were on the phone, I guess. And y'all had prayed at one time. So I'm just grateful Mm -hmm. that EGN is just growing and and people are getting blessed and testimony and praise report. And so I don't want to keep everybody, but I just wanted to share that, that God is so good. Well, yeah. um, Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah. And you know the whole beauty about it goes back to what what I was seeing and what God was speaking about. See, what you're doing represents the beauty of the body of Christ, the beauty of us active, being active, doing what God has called us to do is showing forth this beauty, this this beauty of Christ in our life that connects people to him through the beauty of who he is in our life. You know, you're growing, as I was mm-hmm. saying, he's like, 
Your growth is beautiful. It's growing and it's representing Christ. And those flowers, basically, I was sensing more than anything, are representing the beauty of Christ in your life. And the beauty of Christ in someone's life is that Christ is going, it wants them to be a part of what he's doing in the earth. And, you know, people are attracted to beauty. You know, people like, oh, they make me think about the guy with noticing your, your hair. See, we look at it in a natural sense. But God has, you know, he'll position us for it, and people will notice things, but that's a part of the beauty of Christ that he's showing forth in your life to bring people into that place that he wants them to be, like with this woman. You know, the beauty of Christ in your life is projecting him. It's projecting him and who he is. And the owners of the building, I met all of them, and they actually own Mm -hmm. a whole building on a corner of downtown. And I actually met at least two to three of the owners that have partnered, you know, for that building. And they shook my hand and spoke to me, and they said that we liked the input. And out of all people to talk to, I mean, they chose me and that girl because (laughs) we wanted to wash our hands before we eat, mm. and um, so she waited on me, and she actually walked out and heard me talking, and I was like, I was shocked to meet somebody. I, it wasn't my intention to meet these people. It was like a divine mm. appointment, just like those lilies, you know. Mm. It's like a purity. It's like a rebirth. It's mm-hmm. like, um, you know, the beauty, the love, uh, the, the purity, beauty. the innocence mm-hmm. of that flower, the lily. Right. Mhm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They don't have to do anything to be beautiful. They're just being who they are. <laughs> we oh. really are just who, oh, wow. who we are in Christ. That's beauty enough. That attracts. The, they they don't toil. They don't spin. They don't try to go get dressed up. They're just beauty. It's just the beauty in which God has created them to be that attracts. It's the beauty of what God has created you to be which attracts. Glory be to God. Oh, my God. That is the attraction. That is the beauty in operating in the fashion that he's fashioned you to be. It attracts because it's the beauty that Christ has designed. You know. We're carrying beauty. Yeah, Yeah. we're carrying his beauty. Yes. And it attracts. Beauty attracts. He even gave you a natural that yeah. which you had on attractive. It's almost like he said my hair. You know, he gave he you was, a, a uh, literal and then a spiritual. Yes, the way it was laid or something. I'm just wearing a little ponytail, <laughs> and I had just <laughs> twisted it and wrapped it around like a little bun. He said, "Wow." He said, "You have some beautiful hair." And, you know, I did have a lady on PGN with Randy to pray for my hair. Right. And hey, I got well, a, 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 some attention on the hair. The hair glory is glory. glory. <laughs> yes. Yes. So things, you know, we see things, you know, what's the word mm-hmm. say? Dimly, you know. But we, but God, is, it's, it's so much more. 
to what we than what we see. You know, and that's like I said, the beauty of the flowers and all that, it just it, it represents it represents the, the Christ that we carry in our lives that we know beautiful things. Glory. Yes. Yes. And he's the beauty in our life. He's the lily of the valley. He's light and morning star. And he beautifies us. That, you know, catch the eye of those that to come to us, you know. Awesome. Oh, my God. Thank you so much because I was looking at the different colors of the lilies and each one has a meaning. And Mm. I was just going and looking at the different colors and I was like, what? So I'm going to be planting all those colors. (laughs) The white, the red, the yellow, the pink. You're going to be. Yes, ma'am. It's a big job doing flowers. And I water the other ones in yeah, the flowers. I water those once a week. The what now? I the in-house flowers, the one that's indoors. Um, I water mm-hmm. those once a week, and people come in and want to know how did you grow those flowers? What did you do? I said I was just practicing, and I only been here two years, <laughs> and they're so beautiful <laughs> all over the house. They want to know, do you right. know those flowers are good for you? And I'm like, no, I did not know. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's for oxygen yeah. or something. They're supposed to yes, be good. that's what they and said. And I, I remember back in the day, I think years ago, people were really big on having house plants. I used to have all sorts of like plants in my house, and I don't have it anymore. But um, it used to be, you know, really, it was like a common thing. I think back in the eighties, I had so many friends in our apartment. You know, my, many of us we had plants in our apartments at that time, and all sort of greenery, those vines growing everywhere. I don't see that much anymore. I mean, everything's gotten to be so artificial. You know, people don't really, you know. Mm-hmm. But so, it's got. Uh, but you know what? I, I do design flowers too. Yeah, oh, I would do. design flowers when I wanted a certain color to match. I would even take the wreaths on the door and add certain flowers to bring the beauty out in it. And people would pass by and just take pictures of the house or my flowers or something. Oh, wow. They just stand in the middle of the yard taking pictures. And um, <laughs> a stranger came by, and he said, you know, you should get yard of the month. And I said, what? <laughs> I said, you got to be kidding me. And he said, really, you need something to say yard of the month because you work from sun up to sundown in the yard. I said, I'll be singing and talking to the Lord. And uh, just praising God and doing my grass and just, you know, singing, talking to the Lord and asking God to let this one grow. I can identify. Yeah, I can identify with that because I I love, like, this weekend, because now that I'm working four days a week, um, this weekend, you know, I say, well, I'm not going to spend much time inside doing work. I'm going to be outside because I love being outside. So that's what I did this week, you know, basically yesterday. Is uh, planted some seeds and potted some flowers. Uh-huh. Had someone cut my yard and the other day, and I was out there just enjoying. I love, you know, to me it's a 
it's a stress reliever, and it just takes me away. It's therapy for me when I'm outside in the yard, mm-hmm. uh, planning and decorating and stuff. It's it's um it's therapy for me, and um, I rather mm-hmm. be outside cleaning up most of the time as long as it's not too hot because it's gonna right. get hot. Soon, but but yeah. right now the weather is pleasant, and it was about in the 80s and supposed to rain today, but it didn't, but it was in the 80s, and so it was pleasant weather, and this is the time of, of the year to enjoy it, because by the time June gets here, late May, uh-uh, I'm not going to want to be out there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to want to be Girl, out there. I'll be right, right in the midst of it. Oh, no, I don't want to hear <laughs> that sombrero hat the fall on, comes. and I get out there and work with my gloves on. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll do it in the in the spring up until like May, and then after that, then you can have mm-hmm. then fall of the year, yeah. end of September. I'm back out there again. So, but yeah, God, yes, man. God, that was that was really a profound word, you know. And it has yes, to do man. with what God is is using you for the kingdom, and in representation of the whole thing with the flowers and everything. Well, thank God for that. Yes, ma'am. Well, it would be well I know nice. that you got other callers and um but I had so much to tell you but um I can wait another time because um I uh some things did come to pass and it was just really oh, strange and weird. Um, okay, um I think Talisha was on there and she was telling me about the string of not a string of pearls, but a string of marble pearls. And um it mm-hmm. was like marbles. And I looked it up, and I saw how beautiful it was. And then the next thing I know, um, when I went to bed, the next one, I woke, Randy, Prophet Randy prayed and told God to show me the glory. And the front, he said, you know, Barbara, I know you don't want to be short of the glory, so we just going to pray that God uh, show you the glory because uh, not just the back side, but the front side, the side, and all kind of side. <laughs> and the Lord uh, visited me. And I did see the glory. And when I saw the glory, I saw these beautiful eyes the color of the marble. And I was shocked, wow. like like radiant eyes. And um, I said, Lord, I never thought the eyes would be blue. And so I looked it up. It said, Jesus, healing, revelation, health, and happiness, and joy. And I said, well, now, Lord, I thought the word in Revelation said your eyes was like a flame of fire. And then... I looked it up again. It said the beautiful blue penetrating eyes of Jesus searching your heart. I said, oh, my God, and I got all the scriptures and everything. And when I saw this person in the spirit, in the dream, I dreamt it, and his eyes were piercing, looking at me. And I started talking to this stranger, and I could see that we were seated at a table and I could see, like, little children. I saw a person, and then I saw this man. I saw his hair, and I saw the way it was made and, and everything, and I was, like, shocked. And when I saw him, his eyes were piercing, and I just stared at him kind of like I'm awkward, you know, <laughs> looking at these marble-looking eyes and that were so radiant, and they were pretty mm. blue, this beautiful blue I've never seen before. And when the Lord manifested that to me, then I started trying to figure out the rest of the dream. So I just wrote down every detail and trying to write down everything. And um, I shared it with uh, Korma, and that's when uh, she gave me different words about the pot of water and then turn it into soup. And when you put all the ingredients in, then you're able to share the soup. 
he was able to, and a boiling pot of water was like the water of the words, he said. And when you do wow. soup, that's for people that sick and you bring health and restoration to them. You restore them again. And the warmness of the heart and the, the you know, when the steam come out of that, that soup or that soup, it's like a dense fog and it smells good. And you're able to go in there and pray for the unfortunate situation and the chaotic that goes on. And when you, you give people soup when they're in trouble, and when you finish feeding them that soup, they'd be all souped up, and, and they're able to do their performance and do whatever they need to do. And God was just giving Amen. me all this revelation about soup. And I was just writing it down, writing it down, looking up stuff. And, you know, and I was like, wow, oh, my God. And, you know, Lashonda didn't know what I write in, but she said, I see this beautiful book. I see something that you write in all the time. He said, it's just like a mm. rainbow because it's just real pretty. And I was just writing all through that book. And I no, wow. right now, my friend. So, see, I got to write everything you give me, and then I got to write the meaning and what different things mean and put it wow. all together. Well, God God is, you know, he's, he's speaking. So um, he's speaking all over and through your life, you know, in all aspects for you to represent him in the beauty of who he's created you to be. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes, I enjoyed yes. it. <laughs> okay. Well, you're you so wonderful. Well, thank you so much. The what now? God bless you. You spoke so wonderfully well. So God bless you and thank you so much. To give me my, well, you know, welcome. what goes on in my spirit, what I want. You pull out the good, you know, <laughs> and the things mm-hmm. that I needed to hear to be encouraged, like they were saying, you know. We yeah. need encouragement well, you to know, give out, give out, give out. Right. And, you you know, uh, and God is just letting you know you got plenty to give out. <laughs> and it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. You too. All right. You too. All right, Barbara, you enjoy the rest of okay. your evening, and we always look All forward right. to talking to you. So we'll talk okay. to you Thank next you. time. Enjoy your week. You too. Beautiful week. Bye. God bless you. All right. Bye. God bless. Amen. Amen. God is so, so, so awesome. We just, we just, you know, what can we say? He's God. Hallelujah. Let's go to our next caller, and that's going to be 803-991. It's a little click. I don't know what's going on here. Doesn't want to quit. Try it again. There we go. Eight zero three nine nine one. Who am I speaking with? Where are you calling from? Hi, Angela Joy. It's Angela, South Carolina. I thought so. How are you, Angela, from South Carolina? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just glad to be here tonight. Uh, so busy, but I'm here tonight, so let's just pray for you. Oh, hallelujah, we just thank you for Angela. We thank you, Lord, for her uh, her dedication to uh, to you. Hallelujah, glory be to God. Her dedication to, you know, it's almost like I sent Angela, like the Lord is, is pleased in how you 
sort things out and seek him out um, to please him, you know, and to, to, to walk this life journey in a manner that's pleasing to him, accessing the benefits and all of the things that trying to tap in, I can say, to all of the things that God has placed in your life as jewels. I see like different colored jewels in your life and that how you, you want to access each one of them because you know that they each represent a place that God wants to use you in the kingdom of God. These treasures, these gifts, these talents, these things that he has deposited on the inside of you that have been well hidden, well hidden, but through understanding of the word and who God has developed you to be, you know there's so much more to what God wants to use you for. So you're in search of jewels and talents that are hidden in you, that they will come forth to, to like, show people who God really is. And their gifts and their talents are their jewels. Their jewels that God has bestowed in you, that you are searching deep for, that you will de- you will bring up, you will bring them up and out so that they will see that God is all of these things and more to you and use them for the kingdom of God. So Lord, we thank you for that desire to do all that you called her to do. You know, even as I earlier tonight was mentioning the the um how we have a book. You know, the books were open and you know, our destiny and our purpose are there in those books. And, you know, how intuitively sometimes we feel like we have not really touched the surface of all that God wants us. And even though we can't see the books and we don't know what's written in the books, we intuitively know there's more for us here to do. And it's like that with you, that you're seeking out the more that God wants you do while you're here on earth and for the kingdom. So Lord, we just thank you for that. We thank you for her desire to please you and your her desire to do all that you called her to do and to search out those jewels in her life that will be jewels in the hands of those in the kingdom and to bless those. Because, you know, jewels are rare, you know, and when they're hidden, they're even rare, you know, when they come forth because, wow, we didn't even know that was in there. We didn't even know that was there. So, God, we thank you and we bless you for showing her the different jewels and things that are in her life that you want her to bring forth for the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Angela, is still there? Yeah. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> okay. I'm here. Yes, sister. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Wow. So, no, I'm, what you feeling about that? <laughs> wow. Well, no, I heard your message tonight, and I felt like you were talking to me. Um. Oh, well, praise God. 
Share, share, share. With everything he was saying, um, you know, I had been seeking him on where, where's my place in in the kingdom as far as my ministry. Because you were actually the first person to point out to me about my ministry, the calling on my life before my dad mm-hmm. got sick or when, when he came through sickness. And you pointed something mm-hmm. out to me that I wasn't aware of, and you was like, your dad is being attacked because of your ministry. You're calling. Mm. I didn't know. I remember that. that. And mm-hmm. I, I remember because I was kind of like, I wasn't sure how to say that because I didn't want you to feel like responsible. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, and I had to ponder that because that's what I was thinking for a minute because I was like, oh, what does that mean? Yeah, because that's um, heavy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. You and, know? And, and I did later. You know, as the years went on, I realized my dad was demonically being attacked. That's what it was about. And um, God revealed some stuff to me and stuff. And, you know, you were the first to kind of point that out to me that I had a ministry. But I'm thinking, you know, the church I went to was kind of like, you know, I I knew I wasn't getting much there where I was going. But um, <laughs> it, it was like, <laughs> I just, you know. I'm sorry I had to <laughs> laugh when you said that. I was like, Okay. <laughs> It's the truth. <laughs> okay. The PGA. Yes, it's oh, true. wow. Okay, well. Yeah. And so I kept calling Tell the truth, shame the devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, LaShawn Dan pointed out to me again. LaShawn, if I called to her, she could say, you, you, are you in the ministry? And so I was like, Lord, show me where I'm supposed to be because um. You know, I, I know where the church I went to, that I grew up in, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't you know, it wasn't like I, what I'm getting at PGN. And so, um, but yeah, so all that stuff is coming, it came together and God, he, he showed me my place. And um, what you, your message tonight was just, wow, it was, it was on point for me. It was for me. Um, so yeah, and I, I felt like led to tell you that you are God's dynamite. You are God's dynamite. <laughs> And I heard your voice oh, like, my dynamite. Oh, Lord, so... <laughs> Lord help me. Because you're so powerful with your voice and with your your messages when you when you on TGN, it's very powerful and like like dynamite, like explosive. In a good way, you know. Help me, Jesus. I said, oh, I yeah. Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, dynamite. Yeah, dynamite. Like, yeah, like JJ, dynamite. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think. I yeah, said I so much tonight. I'm trying to remember which oh, I was talking about. What was I talking Oh, yeah, about, you know, how we we really need to, um, what, fulfill our purpose and how, you know, mm-hmm. this whole thing about people are, are in deception, you know? It, right. It's delusion. You know, they don't want to, mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like, I won't say the church has taught people to to hide, but it's almost like people don't want to come clean, you know. Mm-hmm. And because of a religious religious type thing, it's almost like what the Pharisees were. You know, they were just as filthy as they could be. And you know, Jesus called mm-hmm. them out. You know, he mm-hmm. said, 
You're vipers. You're like your father, the devil. But these were the religious mm. folks here. These were the people right. who were walking around, you know, in these, you know, garments, you know, and, and pretending to be so righteous. But God saw, Jesus saw right through it. And that's the way mm-hmm. the church is a lot. You know, people are dressed up. They're walking around with all of the religious garb, but they're filthy. Why? Because mm-hmm. they don't want to admit to their sin because of pride. Mm-hmm. Those Pharisees weren't going to mm-hmm. admit to doing anything wrong. They were full of pride. They're going to walk around, and that's why they couldn't accept Jesus or come to a repentance and an understanding of who he was because they couldn't even drop their guard for protecting that sin they had hidden. They had to walk around like there was nothing wrong with them. Mm-hmm. No. Just walk around like mm-hmm. we got it all together, and they don't. They didn't. And there are people today, they're dressed up in religious garb, and they're walking around like they got it all together, and they don't. Why? Because their pride will not even let them acknowledge the fact that they need to acknowledge the sin so that they can repent and get right. Well, some people are so caught up mm-hmm. in their sin, they're comfortable in it, and they don't have any plans to get right. Why? Because they mm-hmm. like the demonic forces that they entertain on mm-hmm. a daily basis. Yeah. You know, they're like your little bosom buddies. So they don't want to let that go. But that's mm-hmm. the only way you're going to be able to be delivered and set free and the blood of Jesus applied to make you new. You can't hold on to that stuff. You can't pretend that it doesn't mm-hmm. exist, that that little sin doesn't, or big sin doesn't exist, or in God's eyes, they're all the same. You're going to dress it up. You're going to fix it up. You're going to pretend like it's not there. And then you're going to walk around looking like you don't need to be delivered. You don't need to change your ways. So you have no access to the blood of Jesus. Because you won't even acknowledge you need Jesus. And that's the way they were. You know? Right. Wow, don't get me started again, Mm -hmm. Angela. (laughs) No, you're on the roll. Go ahead. I'm I'm listening because you're absolutely right. (laughs) Don't get me started again. Yeah, you're right. And it's so sad because I had someone attack me about that, too. The very message you preached, she was like, I don't need to repent. I don't need to repent um, every day. I said, well, I repent every day. Well, I don't need to repent every day. What are you doing? You need to repent every day. You know, I, my apostle says such and such, such and such, and, um, you know, and she was like, you know, we need to be out here telling people about the message of, of um, the Lord. I said, yeah, that's what we're doing. I said, but um, you have to repent every every day. It's, it's a daily thing. Oh, I don't have to repent. Show me the Bible where you need to repent every day. Show me that. Well, so it, it was like, no. That's so sad. <laughs> So sad. Because yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what would be the big deal about repenting anyway. I mean, so what? I mean, I repent. God forgive me. Help me repent. Repent means I'm mm-hmm. going opposite of the way that I was going. What's so hard about that? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, why wouldn't? I mean, yeah. come on, really? <laughs> I'm like, okay. So if you <laughs> lied, if if you lied yesterday, and you you know you ask God to forgive you. And you don't repent. That means I can just keep lying up tomorrow and the next week, and next week I don't need to repent. Really? Yeah, she's very adamant about it. 
Yeah, do you, you not apply the about. blood of Jesus to a liar? You don't apply the blood of Jesus to your lies? Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to tell the truth. I'm not going to admit anything wrong. But, Jesus, I want your blood to cover my sins because I still want to have access to everything you want me to have, even though I'm a liar. Really? That doesn't even mm-hmm. make any sense. Yeah, they, they, the enemy has blinded them to the truth. Spirit of revelation. There you go. That's what it is. In deception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? What's so hard about repenting? What's What's so hard about asking God to help me to go a way that's opposite of what I went yesterday when I know I was going wrong? What's so hard about that? Why wouldn't you want to do that? I don't care what your apostle says. What do you think God will want you to do? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, but you also say the spirit of pride will do that. You have pride that won't allow you to see your error. Pride. Yeah. So, So, yeah. I mean, you you want to continue to walk in error? Really? I guess. You think that's okay? Oh, my gosh. You know, the word talk is repentance. Repentance means going opposite of what you did. You know, I'm turning around. I'm doing it I'm doing it differently. I'm not gonna do that anymore. Mhm. That's yeah, just cross daily and follow me. If you cross daily, that's like a walk every day. Yes. You do every day repenting taking your cross up. Um, but she says yes. she don't have to. <laughs> she don't have to repent. She don't Well, repent. excuse me. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> You don't have to. Okay. Well, yeah. and, I, and I guess, I don't know. I, I don't know. Some people believe that, you know, that whole thing, you know, about being saved. And I guess they feel feel like, you know, once saved, saved, always saved. And I never have mm-hmm. to go back and ask for forgiveness of any sin that I've done. I can just go out here and mm-hmm. I just can, you know, do all types of things, you know, fornication, perversion, you know idolatry, right. it's okay because I already said, you know, the sinner's prayer or whatever, and as long as I just said that, I can still go live the life I want to live and I'll make it in. Well, I don't actually think it works that way. Right. To no, me, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, actively living in you, the Holy Spirit would convict you. And would deal with you concerning a mindset like that. That's what the job of the Holy Spirit is. So right. you would, I don't know, that kind of throws me a little curveball there. I'm not sure exactly what the purpose would be of not wanting to repent. <laughs> Just, you know, mm-hmm. when you know you're supposed to, you know, walk in a certain manner and I, I just, I don't get it. But that, hey, but it could go back, Angela, to this mental disorder that I was explaining at the beginning of the call that people who mm-hmm. are have that mental illness or that personality disorder, they don't have a, a con- they can't conceive what we're talking about because right. it's connected with us and it, it connects with shame. It connects mm-hmm. with admitting, sometimes they say with this personality disorder, this shame 
of admitting brings them back to the traumatic event that happened that they will have to actually feel shame about that they don't want to do that. So they're not going to admit that there's something wrong. Narcissistic personality disorder. There's a lot of it. It's, it's like a, it's like epidemic right now. And because mm-hmm. of the, the life, the, the lifestyle that we're in and people, uh, you know, the way we live our lives now, I believe it causes that thing to grow. And mm-hmm. it feeds it. Right. And, um, you know, it's really sad because that particular personality disorder, which they say is no cure, but, of course, we know Jesus can deliver anybody who wants to be delivered, but the whole core of mm-hmm. that strong man in their life, that stronghold in their life, is coming to the point of admitting, I have something wrong. So part of that personality disorder cannot admit that they've done something wrong or there's something wrong with them. So that's why their deliverance mm-hmm. never takes place. They want to say psychology and all of this. And I say it's demons. It is. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, they're demons that have been and have formed a stronghold in this person's life that want them to believe mm-hmm. they're, they're this perfect being and that they cannot admit wrong. Because it'll bring mm. disgrace and shame, and that part of the personality thing is that they have to have status. They have to look a certain way to other people. And if you ever admit there's something wrong with you, then, of course, you won't have that beautiful persona and that charming personality because I've admitted there's something wrong with me. There's a flaw, and they can't do it. Mm. They won't do it because they're demons. Right that are playing in their mind, they're causing them to believe a lie and not be delivered. Because the only way they'll be mm-hmm. delivered is when they can admit it, repent of it, and have the blood of Jesus cover it and walk in deliverance and freedom. Mm-hmm. But the devil has tricked them to say, don't admit mm-hmm. anything. Don't repent of anything because you're okay. You're fine. Just like what you're saying this person. They're fine. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to repent? They've been they've been bought they bought a lie. How do I need to repent? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm beautiful. I'm charming. Mm-hmm. I have status. People want me. What is that to repent of? Mm-hmm. What is that that's wrong? It's a lie from the pit of hell. And it's it's it, it, it's infiltrating this nation, this world, there are so many people walking around like that. Right. And they bought the lie. I remember I went online, I was researching it, I went online and I was looking at um, some information on it. And this one guy came on um, and he left a note. It was some years ago, so I didn't say anything to him and I was going to, should have replied I don't know why my animal is, like, all over me. Will you please sit out? <laughs> this animal. Sit down, animal. Sit down, JoJo. So anyway, this one guy said he was, he said, I'm very disappointed that I got on this site expecting 
somebody to say that Jesus can deliver you from anything and nothing is impossible for God. He says, I was that person with narcissistic personality disorder. He says, and I am delivered. And he says, there are people who can be delivered. Basically, you got to do the first step. You got to admit that there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And when you admit there's something wrong with you, you can take responsibility of it and you can go to God and ask for forgiveness and walk in repentance. He said, mm-hmm. that, that's it right there. Because this particular, that particular disorder, there, there are no prescription meds for it. They, they say mm-hmm. there's nothing that can treat it. So, you know, you've got certain other mental illnesses, they can get you a pill, you know, and pop it there, mm-hmm. you know, you can pop it and it'll help. But they say with this mm-hmm. particular disorder, that's why I know it's something wrong. It's something spiritual. There is right. no medicine. There's nothing to correct it. And it starts from the root of being able to admit that you're not perfect. Mm. Tell that's me so that's true. not from the pit of hell. Yeah. No. Jesus yeah. Christ is the only, only remedy. They've been only duped. remedy. And no, yeah. They've been mm-hmm. duped. You're right. They have been duped. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they say I even had I even saw this guy who's like a Christian psychologist and pastor, and he I mean I could understand where he's coming from that it is, but not one time did he admit or you know give information. Here you are, a pastor that's saying this is a demonic stronghold. There is hope in Jesus. I never heard him say that one time. He's a pastor and a Christian psychologist. No. Even Major. a non-Christian admitted <laughs> mm-hmm. that, you know, they still had the, the situation going on, but they were able to, I mean, say, my healing start started when I decided to admit that what I was doing was not beneficial and take responsibility for my actions. Even this person who was not a Christian, because he started to kind of make mockery of the fact that, Oh, people say I might have a demon. Well, bro, it might be that, you know? But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just amazing to me. And this guy got on there. He says, I just really am disappointed that no one has said on this page that there is hope in Jesus and that he can do the impossible and that all things are possible with God. He says, I just cannot believe that I haven't seen one statement acknowledging that God can do this. That, that shows what, and not what, one what, person responded to him. Not one person said, oh, I believe that not no. one person. I mean, it was a bunch. It's like about 20 comments on there. Not one person mm. said, oh, I agree with you, brother. Yes, this is something mm. that God can deliver someone from if they'll just take the step of taking responsibility for their actions. And seeking God mm-hmm. and repenting. No one, not mm-hmm. one person said it. So wow. that is why this is such a strong thing that's moving through our nation, you know. And, of course, uh, with social media, they said, and so many other ways that, you know, people are self-absorbed, you know, with certain things. It 
on an increase because you have so many ways now to just, you know, lift you up, focus in on mm-hmm. you, you know, be that narcissist and mm-hmm. be proud of it. Why? Because everybody else mm-hmm. has got this and that going on, and I need to be a part of it too because, you know, let me exalt myself. That's what the word talks about, Paul. This mm-hmm. is the last day. Lovers of themselves, boastful, proud, you know, that's what the word says. That's the that's where we are. And it's always been here. It just has more uh ways and avenues to increase and boost it with technology, mm-hmm. with our lifestyles, and that's why it's the way it is. Mm-hmm. But um mm-hmm. it's amazing. Then you think somebody in the church that say they don't need to repent? What? Yeah, she was she was hostile on top of it, so that's that right there. Just told me. Well, that was I mean, a I had sign right to, there. Yeah, yeah, she was very hostile. But <laughs> there would be no need to be hostile about something that's supposed to bring you right. to your knees. Why would you be hostile mm-hmm. about that? Why? Because mm-hmm. you are exalting yourself and your flesh. Mm-hmm. And yep. you don't want to be. Yep. Under submission of the Holy Spirit that will convict you of your sins. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. it's just amazing. So, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of leaves me thinking, like, you know, there's, it, it really is uh, at the core of, of our nation here. Mm hmm. So many yeah. different, you know, lifestyles and things like that. That that gets well. That goes right into perversion in lifestyles. Um, mm-hmm. Certain people with gender issues, they don't feel like there's anything that that's deception. That's a part of the whole mm-hmm. narcissistic thing. They're in deception. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with me. Well, the Word of God says there is. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to take responsibility. Right. Just accept me for who I am. Well, that's not what the Word of God says. There's, the Word of God says there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge that there's something wrong, and that's why that particular gender issue with homosexuality and all of that is one of the strongest and hardest ones for someone to come out of because they don't take responsibility that I have an issue. Right. And they feel like, yeah. I'm not, I don't have, there's nothing wrong with me. So what did we just discuss tonight? The first step is taking responsibility and ownership that there's something wrong with me. I need to get it right. I need to repent, which means goes opposite mm-hmm. of what the word of God says. You know, go, go mm-hmm. what to what the word of God says because I'm going opposite to what the word of God is saying. And I need to ask for forgiveness. Then the blood can be applied. But if you look at all of those things, that we're mentioning, those things don't come to, they don't have, um, you know, they don't move past it because they can't even go to the first step of admitting there's something wrong with it. Mm -hmm. Admitting is always the first step. Always the first step. You can't skip over it. Mm -hmm. And those, that's Mm -hmm. when the stronghold is formed. Mm-hmm. Because they've been deceived, and they right. refuse to because of pride. 
to admit, yeah, there is something wrong here. And I need to do something different. I need to go to God. So we can see why this particular type thing is 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 on the forefront of the, the you know of our society society being destroyed, our our world being destroyed mm-hmm. with the sin. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely a war. We're at war every day. But yeah, that's exactly on the forefront. It's a stronghold. And just like you just made the mm-hmm. statement of, it's in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very strong in the church. I was listening to the deliverance minister the other day, and he was saying how churches really have mind control. He said, he said, out of all the pastors in the world, he was like, a lot of them have this spirit called the octopus, and the octopus is so, like a spiritual octopus? mind control. Mm-hmm. He called it the spirit of the octopus. Um, oh, he's okay. a deliverance minister. Yeah, he was saying oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. octopus has like these tentacles. And you know, right, um, right. Mm-hmm. And what he described is like a lot of pastors have that because they're all saying the same messages, but then no one can deliver the set free. It's been the same, you know, messages you hear every Sunday and um, you know, coming up. And he's like, it's a lot of mind control. And a lot of people have a lot of people have mind control. You know, their own set beliefs on what they think is right. Wow. Hold on a second. Let me get him out one moment. I have this. He is a, uh, what is he? Like a Jack Russell Terrier. I don't know. Those dogs are like hyper. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I mean, he is basically like doing flips. Like, let me out. Gotta get that energy out of him. Oh my gosh. Dog is midnight after. Oh my gosh. But yeah, wow, that's just amazing. Well God is is um there are more jewels, there's more treasure that God wants to um have you discover and bring forth. Because it's already there. You know, for the kingdom yeah. of God to benefit from, and so just be encouraged, and you know, and we all will um, not be in pulpits. That doesn't make us any less of a minister of the gospel, and some of us will. Right. And I think that too much emphasis has been put on people who sit in particular uh, places of office. Like, you know, that's not how God sees this. You know, mm-hmm. um, God sees what he put in puts in us. And, you know, there could be people who God put certain things in them to do. They don't do it, you know. But right. those who are obedient to heed the call, to search for the treasures that God has put in them to bring forth for his glory, they're going to be greatly rewarded and um so you just you know you walk in confidence concerning what god is telling you to do and just um you know just know that hey it wasn't no nobody called you but god and that's what really matters his calling and what he's called you to do so 
Man, I'm glad you I'm glad you have um accepted that, Angela. <laughs> yes. yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> Praise God. I thank y'all for pointing me in the right direction and giving me um like I say, prophesying in part, knowing part. But it's helping out you know, like I said, the messages that you all give me, I have to ponder and write them down and go back and read them again. You know, so that helps to keep me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so encouraged with that because you know what? Um, I wandered around in the desert an extremely long time. <laughs> I still, <laughs> I'm still like trying to see like um, what is this thing singing for? But I, you know, I've walked around turn this tablet off a long time. Um, not knowing what God wanted me to do. I, you know, it's just mm-hmm. amazing that I have connected with PGN. It's just amazing. Right. You know, for so many years, it's like what I said earlier about you have this intuitive sense of knowing there's more in you. You know, I've been in ministry, was married to a pastor, I, 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 I and, but I was, it was like I sensed that people saw something in me, but I didn't have the confidence to, on my own to just, like, go forward and do things. And right. it was almost like they saw things, but they would not acknowledge it. And so because I was insecure in my knowledge of what God wanted me to do, there was no one who was saying, oh, yeah, I see that. Let's develop that. Let's pray about that. It was like they saw it. It was like, I don't know. There's, I'll just say there are things that go on in the body of Christ that involve jealousy, envy, all sorts of spirits, you know, that jealousy that don't want people to know who they are in Christ. I don't know. There's enough for us to do that we don't have to worry about somebody taking our place. But that happens mm-hmm. a lot in ministry, in churches, where people, you know, I'm bringing one of these things out that people don't talk about but there, it goes on a lot in churches where people see a gift or a calling in you. They don't really, a lot of times, don't want to acknowledge it because somehow they think it might, you know, stop them or block them or hinder them or I don't know what. But there's enough for us all to be involved with doing what God has called us to do. So I was in that kind of right. environment. So it wasn't until God connected me with PGN that the things that I knew were in me began to come forth because the anointing that's on PGN causes that thing to come forth. And then, of course, we have a founder who's interested in people finding their place and their calling in God. So, and I'm very satisfied doing this, although I've been doing some other things now, but it was like the thing that God used to kind of, thrust me into where I needed to be so that I could begin to grow into what he's called me to be. Had it not been for Prophetic Grace Network, I might still be wandering around in the wilderness trying to figure out what God called me to do. Mm. So I'm very grateful and very thankful for God connecting me to this and to be an encouragement to other people who were like me that Needed someone to say, "Yeah, I see that in you. Let's let's activate this thing. Let's talk about this thing. 
Let's call this thing forth so that God can be glorified and you can be everything that he's purposed in that book for you to be. So Mm -hmm. I'm forever grateful for having God connect me because I would have been still wandering around in the wilderness, even though I was a pastor's wife, even though I, I, I would have a title, I wasn't allowed to operate really per se mm-hmm. of a minister, oh. you know? So okay. thank God, you know, that you are encouraged and, you know, people are speaking into your life that you can go forth and be all that God has purposed you to be because it's about him. It's not about us. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, just praise God. Praise yeah, God for it. We're glad, we're yeah. glad you all are in here and helping everyone. Everyone. So we thank, thank you for all you all. And you, like, well, you thank are you dynamite. for being a part. <laughs> you have so much fire in you. So, yeah. I'm like, oh. You keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> uh, uh, I have a friend who told me. Yeah, I had a friend who told me recently, and um, I was like, okay. And to be honest with you, I'm pretty much like, I have people that, you know, I'm around, but I mean, I'm not around a lot of people, you know, I'm just not that kind of person. So, but I am around, you know, a number of people with church and stuff like that, but I was telling her, a friend of mine, about, you know, you know, certain people, you know, she says, well, let me tell you, certain people just can't be around you. I was like, what? They can't because it's like you're going to keep it real and they're going to be convicted. I'm like, oh. And I was like, well, she said, you know, you're just going to keep it real and they're they're not going to be comfortable because they don't know what you might say. (laughs) Help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. You're real. You're a real deal. Yeah, she's like, they're, they're not comfortable with you. You might you might say something, and they're not going to want that stuff talked about, you know? And um, I was like, okay. <laughs> she went. Well, thanks, Lord. Well, you know, and I, I can say I believe God prepared me for this from my mother's womb. You know, I was born very late in life for them, and my siblings were all pretty much out of the house by the time I was like four or five years old. So I grew up as mm-hmm. an only child. And so mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable with me. I'm very comfortable just being with me. I'm my, right. I, me and Jesus, we're, we're good, you know. And from a very small child, I always sensed that he was there with me, even though mm-hmm. I had, you know, my mom had some personality disorders of her own. But, you know, um, she she spoke the word of God over me, and she released things over me that 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 let me know that, there's a God, and he's real. And I'll be honest with you, Angela, it was so like, I just thought he was just hanging out with me as a child, you know. He was there, you know. Right. But That's awesome. He was my, that. Yeah, so, I mean, I I don't really know what loneliness is because I've lived my life mm-hmm. pretty much like this my whole entire life from a very small child. I don't, I mm-hmm. mean, I'm alone, but... When it comes, I mean, sometimes if something comes at me and there's just a, I can feel people come in my atmosphere that bring um, a heaviness or they're carrying stuff on them. I can pick it up and it'll kind of shift my atmosphere a little. 
But most right. of the time, I'm very comfortable. It's just, I'm just, I'm just, Jesus. Well, that's what your mom did, let you know you have a father, an invisible father. You know, I think that's what a lot of people, yeah. they, they think God is invisible. He's not real. And that's, you know, that's precious for some people just hard to comprehend. But so they can see their real father, but you tell them that you got a heavenly father. No, you can't see him. But Colossians, I think it's one ten, one fifteen, talks he's the God of the invisible and the visible world. So, you know, right. some people understand. But by you, as a child, when you tell a child that, you know, children already believe in the, the make-believe world. Right. Your mom. He prepares you, um, you know, by yeah. letting you know at such age that you have a father. Yeah, you can't see him, Angela, but he's real. <laughs> I don't know if she told you like that, but the fact that your faith is so strong, that's why I call you, like when I hear your voice, God says, tell us it's dynamite, <laughs> like dynamite. So, um, you well, know, it that's where that fire you yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it was interesting because, well, first of all, I use Angela Joy and now people call me Angela, but most of the time people call me Joy. Because my mom, my sister named me Angela, she named me Joy, and I know my mom didn't name me Joy because I knew it was the Spirit of God that named me Joy because my mom was not joyful about my coming. So the last thing she would have named me would have been Joy. So I know that by the Spirit of God, I was named Joy. And that's what she called me. You know, I mean, everybody growing up, they didn't even know I had a first name as Angela. It wasn't until I was older that, you know, when you had to fill out certain official documents that I would actually, I knew to start putting Angela in the first part of my name. Because I didn't, people didn't even know my name was Angela. But I knew that my mom didn't name me Joy. She would have named me Pain. Mm, that would have been the wow, last. Okay. That would have been the last thing she would have named me. She basically almost had a nervous breakdown when she found out she was pregnant at forty-five, mm. or having a baby. Wow. At forty-five, yeah. and her children. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no. well, I that was your first name. You said her name Remember, we had a conversation. Before my I felt like God said, now is the time for you to use both names. Wow. I was like, really? So when I called into the show for the very first time, I said, Angela Joy. And I'm thinking, why am I saying Angela Joy? And why am I using both names? I remember we did have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? And so... um and it used to be foreign to me when people say Angela. I was like, who's that? You know, because I grew up not being called Angela. But God said, use both names. So that's why I go mm-hmm. by Angela Joy. Because for so many years, no. it was just Joy, you know. And um, mm-hmm. But it was so amazing, too, that by her giving me that name, not understanding the whole thing with it, is that I got mm-hmm. a sense of purpose through my name mm. that I was to be joy mm. where there was supposed to be pain. Mm. It was part of mm. my my calling. Mm-hmm. And even I've had people mm. walk up to me if I'm in a service, because I'm very jubilant. You know, you, I, I, you can mm-hmm. imagine, right, Angela? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> 
imagine, right? I've actually had people come up to me in different services that I did it, and they say, I know why you're named Joy. You are not named Joy by accident. You were called hmm. Joy before you were formed in your mother's womb. Wow. There's such a joy about you. Mm-hmm. The way you praise God and how you're, you know, so. Um, I don't mind. And that part, that part stuck with me from a child because I knew I was different. I was different. Mm-hmm. I was different. So when you're different and you feel like God handpicked you for something, why do you feel there's no need to feel alone? Because God is your friend. You know, God mm-hmm. is your confidence, your confidence and your confidant. Mm-hmm. You know, because I remember sitting in, in my bedroom window, looking out of the window. You probably heard me say this before, as a maybe eight years old, maybe nine, looking out of the window, looking at kids playing and, uh, you know, and I was, and I would say, because they'd say different things to me, and I'd be like, mm, what? And I was like, God, why have you marked me? Why have you mm. marked me? Mm. It's like I knew there was something, a mark on me. Wow. And so, but I wasn't, I wasn't lonely. I might mm. have been alone, but I, but I wasn't lonely. And that's mm. why I'm very comfortable, you know, um, in my state of being right now, you know, as far as I have a husband, uh, my children and my my grandchildren, you know, they come around usually every other weekend. I have a bunch of folks at the house, but mm-hmm. other than that, you know, I'm, 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 I'm very content in my state of being. I don't know if God wants me to have a husband, you know, uh, I've asked, but I'm not. I'm not really sure that mm-hmm. you know that's something I even want. You know. So anyway, yeah, enough of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I know you get other calls on the line, but I really appreciate. Yeah, you. we got a few could more on a here. Quick yeah, could you, would you mind saying a quick prayer for my friend? Her name is Joy. Also, her name is Joy, and she's been sick. Oh, um, wow. Because you kept saying Joy that came back to me. I said, I hadn't talked to her in a minute, but her yeah, name is Joy. So cool. I talked to her yesterday. talking about Joy and everything, and then you're a friend named Joy. You want me to pray? Mm-hmm. God. Is there anything in particular? Um, well, just for health and, and her body to be strengthened. She's been sick for a good week now. Um, but yeah, it's my, that's just my brother's ex girlfriend. So, yeah. May the joy of the Lord be her strength. May her may she find strength. May she find health. May she find it in the Lord. For the joy mm-hmm. of the Lord is her strength. He's healing to her body. He's deliverance for her soul. Mm. Let her focus in on the meaning of her name. And let her find peace. And let her find comfort. And let her find health in knowing that God 
is her strength. And Lord, we seek healing, deliverance, peace, over joy tonight. We thank you, Lord, as the host of angels minister to her and give her peace and renew her strength. Let the Lord renew her strength as she focuses in on the one who is her strength, the Lord, God, Almighty, who is mighty in battle. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He's mighty. He's Rapha, our healer. He's Jehovah Jireh. Let her find what she needs as she focuses in on him. Let the healing virtue flow. The healing virtue of Jesus flow to joy tonight. With her having a knowledge even greater tonight that he is her strength. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. All right, well, Angela, it was it's always a pleasure. <laughs> You too. God bless you. You keep doing what you're doing. God bless you. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. Enjoy your week, and um, maybe we'll talk again next week. We'll see. (laughs) I try to get on here now on a regular basis. They kind of switch up my schedule a little bit, and I've got so many irons in the fire, but I love coming on. So be blessed, and we'll be talking to you again soon. Okay, you too. Thank you. God bless. All right. Good night. God bless. Okay. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let's go to our next caller. That is nine one zero eight two one. Who am I speaking with, and where are you calling from? Hi, this is Keisha. Hi, Keisha. Where are you located? In Texas. That's right. <laughs> Keisha in Texas. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Lord, we just thank you for Keisha tonight. Ah, we just thank you, Lord, for the open territory. We just thank you for the um the open frontier, the the the, the area that's been allotted to her. God, you've allotted something to Keisha. It's hers. It's been portioned off to her. So, Lord, we thank you for her portion, hallelujah, for this newness, this new place that God has taken her. You portioned a a part off for Keisha, a a part that has been designated hers. I don't know what that means, but God has a portion for you, a portion that has been set aside as you begin to um, walk out in, uh, in a confidence that God's got something fresh He's got something new. He's got something available. He's got something that's open territory for you. Walk with an understanding that you have been positioned for new things to come forth. You have been positioned for an allotted portion that God has set aside for you. 
It, no one's been working on it. No one's been building on it. No one's been doing anything because guess what? It's been positioned and set aside specifically for you. So, Lord, we thank you tonight. Any foul, wicked spirit or demonic force that try to hinder, stop, or block her from accessing her portion, we come against it tonight in the name of Jesus. It's been set aside. It's been fenced off. It's been portioned off for her and her alone because, God, you are moving her into a new, fresh area, a new frontier, a new place of growth, a new place of, of building, a new place to, for, to put foundation on, a new place for you to do a work on. And, God, it's purposed and portioned for her. So we thank you for it. We thank you for it as she walks with faith, knowing that any day, every day, she's heading in the direction that God has for her, for, for her particular portion to be released to her, for her to have access to, to do what God has called her to do in her life. I don't know if it, I don't know what it is, but I just hear portion, I see a portion of, of land, but it's representative of something that's been set aside for you. So, Lord, mm-hmm. we thank you for it. And she walks in faith, faith to know that yes, she Lord, has access you. to it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory, God. And we yes, thank Lord. you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank Amen. you, Lord. Amen. So how are we doing tonight, Keisha? No, yeah, that's, um, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm still working. It's coming. It's coming. I still am. Thank you for the confirmation once again. But I'm working on it. Okay. So, uh, yeah. What's going on? Um, well, nothing. I, mm, okay, so I kind of, I'm working on it. I don't know. Because every time I say okay. something, I guess a I, I, I back. I don't know, a backlash. I don't know what you call it. I'm like, wow, people yeah. really are crazy. But anyway, um, but so I'm working on it, and I am, like, one one step at a time. I'm, like, getting closer Amen. and closer to where I want to be at, to that portion you're just speaking of. And I see it very Amen. clearly. I mean, I still, I, still, I still need a little bit of time, but it's coming. And uh, yeah, just as she was, I was listening to you, and I, I, I was reminiscing about a couple calls back, and you had a friend mm-hmm. on, and she was saying about uh, she kind of prophesied about seeing some stuff, and yeah, I think I got my first piece of equipment, so we gonna see. I'm just gonna leave it at that. So and so now it's just 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 better time, you know, bringing stuff together. It's you know. It's, Amen. Uh, Oh, it's, it's it's a process. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> well, praise so, yeah, everything is yeah, It me. is a process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it took it it it, it, took, it took a while though for me to figure it out. But it's it's still it's coming together. So uh, yeah. So uh, right now I'm in Texas, and I don't know if Texas is the place to be. I would love to find some land in Texas. But I'm still, you know, everything is up in the air. So wherever God leads me, you know, I'm up for it. And um, I will see what, you know, happens from here and whatnot. So, yeah. Amen. 
Yeah, well, um, that's awesome. You know, uh, just the encouragement of knowing that, you know, God, it's like he gives us these little, you know, like pieces of, you know, just so we stay encouraged, so that we stay in Mm -hmm. faith, so that we know that he's at work. You know, he, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. he won't give us the whole picture right away. But he just keeps us in a place of knowing that he is at work. He is at work in our lives. He wants us to know, I heard your cry. I I know your petition. And he wants us to understand that he is not a God that has forgotten us and that he heard us. And he's at work. Sometimes I'll be thinking, yeah, sometimes I'll be thinking, am I on the right I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right thing, and I come on, you know, I talk to you, and it's like, okay, all right, I hear this stuff, and then, but I don't see nothing happening, but at least not in my natural eye, at least. So, right. But I'm I'm so glad I called in because, um, yeah, like I said, I got my first piece of equipment, and here you are. I'm, I'm thinking like really hard now. I'm becoming more focused. And you're like, yeah, okay, I'm on the right. You, you're you kind of confirming everything. I'm thinking that I am on the right path. Uh, right it, it's kind of difficult when you don't see nothing. When you don't see nothing manifested, and I'm always for the past forever. For the past forever, I've been in the wilderness. So it's like, <laughs> when is something coming up? So, right. so okay. But well, thank right. you so much for the confirmation. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, I'm so glad that God was able to speak, you know, uh, concerning it, because it is so important for us to stay encouraged on the journey. You know, God Mm -hmm. knows that. It's so important for us to just know that, I mean, it's just natural. I mean, we walk by faith, but not by sight. But we are connected with God who sees everything. I mean, so it's not that he doesn't see it. We may not see it. But we're connected right. to the one who sees it all. And so he just mm-hmm. wants to give us a glimpse sometimes of what he sees. We may not see it, but he wants to give us a glimpse. Like, yeah, I gave that to you, and I'm going to give you a glimpse that I'm still on target with this. I'm still right. Right. working with this. I'm still right. taking you someplace. Because I see it all. I see the beginning, and God says, and I see the end. And everything is <laughs> Yes, and he's walking us through it. You know, he's walking us through it. Um, you know, I just, I'm just encouraged, like I said on earlier, you know, just to be here to be able to pray and, and believe with people that God is, is, is a God who honors his word. You know, what a blessing that is for me because it builds my faith in God. Because I'm a testimony to even be here talking to you because I had no one telling me that, yes, you know, or people would say it, but the people who had the power to do something about it. But then God let me know it wasn't for you to be a part of what they were doing. It was what I was, I just wanted you to stay encouraged until I put you in the place where I wanted you to be, you know? so. Yep. Sometimes when things don't, they don't work out someplace else, that that just basically means that God didn't call you for, to that. He called you to something mm-hmm. else. But I want right. you to stay encouraged while you're on the road, so you don't give up, so you don't just toss in mm-hmm. the towel. 
that you will stay focused in the fact that you may not know the whole story, but I do. Just stay on track. You know, so Mm -hmm. praise God. So glad Mm -hmm. to hear that was an encouragement for you. Amen. Anything in particular you wanted to prayer for? Anything else? Um, pray for my my family. That's all. Your family? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's going on. Well, praise here. God. I know yeah. what that's like to pray for families. Lord, y'all keep my family in prayer. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We went through a few storms uh, a few weeks ago, but praise God. I God is bringing us through. Um, you were okay, though. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So, you see Mississippi? Oh, my gosh. The whole city destroyed, it looked like. Well, I'm glad you are okay. You and your, um, your area is fine. Oh, oh no. no, no, no. I'm talking about my life. <laughs> my oh, okay. I was about to say, yeah, it's been storming out here in the natural as well. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mississippi, actually. Oh, you haven't yeah, heard yeah. about That's, it? Oh, you know what? It, no, it, yeah. it, it, it ground through the whole area. Yeah, there's nothing but... When did that happen? Friday. You didn't hear about well, it? You know like, what? This, this Friday passed. Well, you know what? I, I feel so bad because I am so out of tune. No, it looks like nothing. That that tornado went through everything and told oh, everything to, the whole town up. Yeah, yeah, look it up. Yeah, Jackson, Mississippi. I don't know where, but it was like a hundred mile stretch. It went. What? It just towed the whole thing up. Yeah, F four, one step oh from F five. And it told. It went okay, through a hundred miles. Now. Oh, I see. I see. You see, it wow. told. It totaled everything. There's nothing there. They might as well just move on to another state. So that's like, because Jackson, so you're saying it's Jackson, that's a pretty large area. Yeah, but 100 miles. I don't even know what that, but the last report I heard was Jackson, and it it sold everything up. I mean, the, at least the pictures, it's nothing there, no structures, just garbage everywhere. Oh, wow, and I do see that they said something about Georgia, too. New tornadoes menace Georgia. Georgia. Oh wow! Yeah. You know what? I did not know. I mean, I, I, yeah, you honestly, talking about storms, and the first thing came up was Mississippi. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I misinterpreted. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it it's, says new it's, tornadoes. It's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, it says Georgia and 25 dead in Mississippi. Wow! <laughs> wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, we have the natural storms as well. And, you know, of course, I, with my particular job, I speak to a lot of people in California, uh, a huge clientele of people that I deal with are in oh, California. Yeah, California. And they have been, I mean, I mean, I, I had this one woman on one day, and she was in an area a few weeks back in an area that had been evacuated because of the flooding. You know that woman was calling in about getting tech support for her TV? Thinking, lady, yeah. Well, that's California. That's something else. They, they think this. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, 
I don't know. Your area? She said, oh, my town has been evacuated. I'm thinking, really? So why are you on the phone calling for tech support for TV? Mm-hmm. She says, oh, I just needed to stay. I didn't think I needed to go. But your town has been evacuated. You're evacuated. Yeah, like those towns are under the under the under the water. That was Santa Barbara, and then the rest of them. I, I don't know. Like there's been tornadoes and stuff going on over there as well. Yeah, they so, had in well, North well, California, yeah. and then there was snow, well, and they got snowed yeah. in. They couldn't even leave the house, yeah. and uh, they they had no food. Most of them didn't have no food. Not that that they didn't have the money. It's just that they couldn't leave the house to get the food. And they right, only had like one right. can of corn or whatever. Yeah, I, I was hearing stories about that too. Yeah, so it. Um, yeah, it, it's been it's, pretty bad because, like I said, it's been you know first you know the it was the mountains with the avalanches and the flooding, and then of course you know that state really deals a lot with drought. So they were kind of happy for the mm-hmm. rain when the rain started, but then they got all this rain and like, you know, California, they say they normally get 40 days of rain out of the whole year. So it has been raining basically for about weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And, you know, now it's flooding. So they went from drought to flood. And then, of course, you know, they have had the wildfires before that. And, you know, it was, it's just, I don't know. But when that woman told me she was there, trying to get her TV repaired, and she, her town had been evacuated, I thought, what in the world, lady? <laughs> why are you not, why are you still there? But, yeah, it was, it's pretty interesting. But these are the, these are the times that we're living for, living in, and, well, we just pray for the areas, for California and for Mississippi and Georgia. I had not even heard anything about it. Yeah, I'm so wow. sorry I misinterpreted. I I wasn't being, no, no, you no. know, whatever. And no, the first thing that came to my mind was, what, a storm? I was, I was thinking Friday, and, you know, Mississippi has been, you know, grounded for the most part. I so didn't even so know sorry. that. Thank you for telling me, because I didn't even know. And then it looks like it says they had more tornadoes today or yesterday. Yeah, like a few minutes ago. Yeah, they've been um, reporting um, yeah, constantly they popping up on, on my YouTube channel. They just come in there like we we have, uh, you know, Jesus. I don't know. One guy went on television, start praying. The meteorologist start praying that please be oh, really? uh call. He was like, call this person, call that person, and um, to act, make sure they're okay. Yeah, they was um, he was praying, and they was like, yeah, let's call, call everybody, make sure they get out of the way. And he was like, it's about to hit us in the in 20 seconds. So, yeah, oh I mean, it's, it's it's wild. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what United States have done to God to make him so upset. But uh, we are certainly well, in some curious times uh, because uh, this is a bit much. It's, it's out of season, and it's just back to back to back. I mean, we are not catching a break with this. So I don't know if it's just. Um, timing, you know, every so many hundreds of years, you know, the earth do, you know, some, something funky, you know. I don't know if it's that or we just really are just so out of order as a nation that, you know, we are actually causing this, you know, throughout the fabric of this country. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I, I was know. looking at, <laughs> um, I don't really watch, you know, and that's about the, I got to get better, y'all. I don't really keep in. <laughs> I don't keep up the dress with what's happening. I mean, I don't. 
But the other day, I turned on my tablet, turn it on now. There was, um, and if anybody has Prime uh, video, I don't, I have Prime. I didn't even know I had it. <laughs> I bought it <laughs> tablet. No, but, I stay know, on YouTube. I don't need, I don't do nothing else but YouTube, but they do. They do come through. The um the media artists they they'll you know come through on my recommendation, and I'll, I'll you know okay. I don't know it's just some well, interesting stuff to look at you know. <laughs> well, what happened was the other day you know I said oh I got a Prime membership so <laughs> let me just check it out because my son had said mom you got Prime I was like what what do you mean he says you have you know I said I don't watch TV I don't watch mm-hmm. movies I don't watch anything so he was like well you have a Prime account. And he said, "You, there's some movies on there free. You know, you might want to look at." So I was mm-hmm. like, "I don't really mm-hmm. have time." So anyway, yesterday I was on here, and I don't know why this thing is making noise, but I went to this. I'm just going to share it with everybody. It's a um, August. this movie I started. Uh, is it still on here? Uh, I don't see it anymore. I should have it in my. But anyway, it is about. It's I think it's called the end the the end time I think that's the name on it of it and uh-huh. it's free on Prime Video and honest to goodness I was I I just I watched that and I began to relate to some things that have been um, talked about on PGN with Prophet Randy talking about you know the temple the Antichrist and all that so if anybody you know wants to really uh, and it's all biblical I mean it, it lines up to scripture. Um, and it it actually uh, I think what was his name I think he's dead now Tim LaHaye he's on there and a couple other ministers uh-huh. they're on there and they're sharing, sharing scripture about the end times and as they're talking about the end times and revelation they're actually showing you know different um, pictures of what has gone on what is going on you know, it talks about the Holocaust and how Israel, you know, through all the years, you know, that, of course, they were scattered all over the world and how they are coming back, you know, they came back as a nation and where we are now. It was just very, very interesting. So if anybody's mm-hmm. interested in kind of looking at it, I would recommend taking a look at that because it's called um, okay. The End Times and it is free on Prime. And uh, I'm going to go back and look at it again because some of the things that Prophet Randy even mentioned you know about the red heifers, uh, the Antichrist, all of that. Uh, they're they're actually you know talking about the rapture of the church. It's all on there. And I said I'm going to go back and take a look at that. It's a free um, free uh, on Prime. But yeah, and so okay. I said that to say this because you were saying all these things happening. Well, that's what's discussed in that uh, particular movie, The End Time. This is what. It's happening, and this is the reason it's happening, because as mm-hmm. we begin to get closer to the, to the end of time, per se, you know, the world is experiencing birth pains. You know, we as Americans, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times we have not experienced some of the things that have been happening in other parts of the world. But now yeah, we've been protected. it's a birth pain, yep. and it's just like it's time for the end, basically, birth pains, they, when a woman is in labor, they increase, they become more intense, and they become more frequent. That's where we are. That's why things are becoming more intense, more frequent, is because this is the birthing. This thing, this baby's going to come through, and it's almost at the end. 
So that's why this stuff is happening more frequently, you know, because the world is in birth pain for bringing forth of the coming of the Lord, the the rapture of the church, the the Antichrist, what Prophet Randy has been, you know, mentioning and identified uh, concerning the red heifers and the rebuilding of the temple. We are experiencing the birth pains to usher all of that into place so that Jesus will come and the new world will start. So that's what we're doing. That's what's going on. That's why this stuff is happening because we are moving into that time where it's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. And so Mm -hmm. we just need to be ready. We need to be prepared, and we need to let other people, you need to be ready. You need to be prepared. It's time. It's time to get prepared. You're not ready. Get ready. Pretty much what's going on. Yep. Well, all right, Keisha. We thank God for your portion. Thank God for you. (laughs) All right. Well, you be blessed. You have a good night. Later. All right. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Amen. We are, the world is experiencing birth pangs. Yes. Uh-oh. I forgot where I was. All right. So she was 910. Let's go here to 870-415. Who am I speaking with and where are you calling from? Shavonda from Arkansas. Hi, Shavonda from Arkansas. How are you? Hello. Fine. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're able to come on. So thank God for you, Shavonda, and uh, thank you for tuning in tonight. So Lord, we just thank you uh, for Shavonda. Hmm. Lord, as um as she walks out, you know I saw a railroad track, and um, Hallelujah, glory be to God. And I just saw it just like you walking you're walking on a railroad track. That can be kind of dangerous, Sharonda. <laughs> but anyway, I saw you you walking on a railroad track, and um, it's um, mm, 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 mm. and I sense to tell you. So as you're walking on this railroad track, I just sense a train coming in the opposite direction. So you're going one direction, heading one direction, and this train is coming. Uh, from the opposite way, going in the opposite direction. And I just sense to tell, to say to you that even though that train is going in an opposite direction from the wet direction you're going in, don't take heed to the direction it's going in on. on. Take heed to that direction that you're heading because you are to walk Contrary to the way of the flow. You're not to follow the flow of this world. But you're to, even though it's a powerful move, because that train's powerful. It came, shoot, it, it, it went with power and it's headed in a whole different direction. But even though it's headed in a direction with power, that it seems to appear there's strength, and it's going in a direction, and it's powerful. And you're walking. <laughs> you're walking. 
you continue to walk, even though it seems to appear the other way might be the best because of the power and the momentum of which that train was headed, and you're just walking. But God says, I sense he's saying to you, do not be concerned about the way that might seem to be powerful, that might seem to be headed in a place of, I don't know, greater strength. God is strengthening you to walk the path he's put you on. Go opposite to the flow. Don't worry about what's headed the other direction. Don't worry about who's headed the other direction. You just continue to focus in on the direction that God has called you to go. Even though it might look a little barren, even though it, because it looks a little barren, it may look like you don't have anybody walking with you, but it doesn't matter. As long as you're headed on your path of destiny, And even though the enemy will try to come and and make you feel that this is not the way, God says, listen to me, and he'll give you the path that he wants you to go on. Don't worry about what seems to be more powerful or greater headed in the other direction. You continue to stay on the path that God put you on. And even though at times and seasons it might look barren, maybe at times and seasons you may seem like you're alone, don't worry about that. There's power in Jesus. There's power and authority in what he's putting in you to take you where you need to go. So, Lord, we thank you for that. I don't know how that was going to go, but (laughs) that's what I thought. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah. Yeah, when you were saying that it was a train and a railroad, and I was like, oh, Lord. (laughs) But... I, I understand was like, it's, yeah, I, was I understand like, it's, well, I know. <laughs> yeah, I it's know. like, um, to me, I know that, I mean, that's a form of transportation and basically you're, you're in transport for your, you know, your journey. So it's good that I was going off the way. Yeah, because you know what? And when you think about it, a train, a number of people. I mean, you know, I I can't say who was on the train or what. But, I mean, you know, it's a passenger train. So there's people on the train. There's more going the opposite direction than where you're going. And so it's almost like sometimes when we're going a path that doesn't look like too many people are traveling it, it's like Mm. we start to maybe question, like, am I in the right place? Am I headed in the right direction? Because, you know, yeah. it just seems like I'm I'm out here by myself headed this direction, and there's a whole train full of folks going in another direction. Am I in the right place? Am I going in the right direction? But God, I sense yeah. to tell you, don't be concerned about the numbers. Don't be concerned about who's going in another way, and it seems like it might be, you know, mm, you know more people headed that direction. But God is calling you. To walk the path he's laid you out to he's laid out for you to travel and not to be concerned about the traveling somebody else is doing in another direction because it doesn't always mean it's the way or the direction for you so that's what I got out of that I was like what am I <laughs> <laughs> yeah cause I have 
strange visions. Yeah. Yeah, often I'm often on a journey my people you see me to, I said I'm often feeling as if I'm alone. I'm knowing that I'm not alone because God is with me, but there's around and they may be, you know, interacting with some of the things that I'm doing or it's like I'm having to make the decisions, but decisions that I make it's not just about me, and it's not just about me making the decisions either. So, yeah, I right. just, I under just understand it. Okay, well, like I said, you were the Lone Ranger out there, <laughs> right? The Lone Ranger, and everybody else was going in another direction, and the whole <laughs> thing. I think like with the with the train was like, you know, the momentum and the power of that, you know, it's like a lot of times we look at something and we think, boy, if that thing has momentum, if it's powerful, if it's powerful, if it's showing strength, then obviously that must be the direction I need to be going in. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what God has for you. And so just be confident in, in the fact that, you know, you have a relationship with God and that you will hear God direct you and show you the path he wants you to take. And don't be concerned about how many might be going the other direction, even though it might look like, wow, they can get there a lot faster because, see, that train was moving pretty fast. But, you know, sometimes it's not about, it's like that old, what was that, a, a folk tale about the tortoise and the hare? The hare you know, he could outmove the tortoise, but, you know, it doesn't mean that he got there first because, he, you know, you have to be diligent about what you've been placed to do and follow through on it. You know, who knows what's up the road for that train? It may not even get there at the time that it thinks it's going to get there, but you're diligent to follow through on what God tells you to do and to do it the way he wants you to do it. You will beat some other people at a place that they thought they were going to beat you there first. Hmm. What's the word say? It's not about those who are swift that run the race. It's about the ones that endure to the end. Hmm. The race is not given to the swift. Those who endure to the end. So you endure. And I just sense to say, and endure hardship like a good soldier. Endure hardship Ooh. like a good soldier. Because you're walking. It was it was some rough terrain. I mean, you're walking on the side of a railroad track. Absolutely. And this train, you know, you're, you're walking there close to the track, and this train just comes out of nowhere and it's going in the other direction. And, 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 and you're beating down rubble trying to make it on foot. Yeah. Instead of taking the a quick transportation and trying to hop on, I'm slowly drifting on. You know, it's a pass, a long, long pass, but a I'm long, steady going. Long yep, and it was a long, mm-hmm. long path, and it was some rough terrain. Be encouraged mm-hmm. because you will be strengthened for the journey. God, Absolutely. a lot of times in our journeys that we go through and things and places we go, you know, it builds us as we go. It builds character. It builds who we are. You build muscle, even in the natural. 
Mm. You know, you build muscle yeah. just by walking the thing out instead of riding it out. Hmm, my God, glory be to God. <laughs> we build muscle yeah. by walking things out instead of riding them out. What are these mm-hmm. muscles? These are muscles for strengthening our faith, strengthening Ooh, us on our journey. Jesus, hallelujah, glory. <laughs> Strengthening, strengthening us, building muscle, building character, building who we are, because we're walking it out. We're not riding it out. Mm, glory be yeah. to God. Glory Man. be to God. And the things we get along the journey, they're things that we wouldn't get if we rode, rode it out quick. We're going to get right. stuff that we wouldn't normally get because we chose to follow God and walk this thing out, walk it through. My God. Jesus, thank you, Lord. So be encouraged. It'll, it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm listening to you, but I'm just like, you know how you don't disassociate by purpose, like on purpose, but you like looking off and there's no sunset right now. I'm just looking in the walls. <laughs> but it's like I'm trying to process. You know how, like, I think you just said something about imagination with another caller, like how children have an imagination or something. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. I'm just trying to imagine where 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 should I end up in this process because technically you don't know where. What God has all his plans, he just only reveals what he wants you to know. And then yeah. you'd be like, well, where's the rest of it? <laughs> where's yeah, the where's rest the rest of, of it? it? No, you don't get to see the end. Yeah. yeah. You don't get to see it. You got to walk yeah, this thing like, out. Right. And it's, that's, I guess I can say truly, that was you saying that about yourself. Yeah. Truly, since I've been a child, like, it's just like, I've had that. I just know. I just know. I don't care what y'all told me. I just feel it. I know. I don't know what you're talking about. Because I was married to Jesus for, like, all of my half of my life. <laughs> I don't know why. Praise to me, I was married to Jesus. I was just married mm. to Jesus. And, and through my younger years, like, I would, how I would start my morning, you know how you get up and raise your arms and be like, oh, the sunset. Open the, it's shining in. And then I'd be like, he's sitting at the end of my bed. And I would imagine him sitting at the end of my bed. And I was like, Amen. Morning, Jesus, what are we doing? So, yeah, I can, I can see the vision. You can relate to that. I know okay, he, cool. Yeah, I know he laughs at me sometimes because I can come up with some strange things, but he understands. So <laughs> it's not too strange. Yeah, no, but no, no. all in hope and faith, uh, whatever will get me there, just so, you know, I'll keep holding on. Right, right. Yeah, and I, and I like I said, it's rough terrain, and but God, He's equipped you. You know, it's like it doesn't. I mean, if you think about it in the natural, Siobhan, the, the world is going quickly in the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, very the, quickly. The way, the, the yeah, the way of the world, and those who follow the ways of the world are moving quickly in the wrong direction. And it's like a train. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going fast. Mm-hmm. I was saying earlier, you know, 
we're in a place and a time where the momentum is speeding up toward the end times. That's why we're seeing the devastations, the storms, the wars, the rumors of wars. You know, these things are happening more frequently and with great intensity uh, than they more than they were before. Why? Because we're headed to the end, and that's why. Yeah. So those who, um, of course, in the natural and in the way the world looks at it, you know, we're moving at a slow pace because the world's moving fast, and it's moving fast to devastation. It's moving yeah. fast to the end, and that's why we're seeing the things that are happening in the world. They're coming. They're coming quickly. They're coming fiercely because it's coming to an end. You know, Jesus is coming back. Coming back. Right. So, yep. So we we will walk uh, in a different way, or supposedly we are, than the world travels. We'll go in a in an opposite direction, and they're they're quickly heading to destruction. The world is. You know, the path of the world, the ways of the world. Man, there's so much technology now out there. We're talking about artificial intelligence. Uh, they right. had on the news, I did see that the other day, where they did uh, a test with artificial intelligence, and they gave, they they did the artificial intelligence for the bar exam, and then they did the artificial, artificial intelligence for the SAT. And it scored yeah. higher than human in the 90-something percent yeah, artificial intelligence. This world and this technology, yeah, it's, it, it's moving. It's moving fast. It's moving real fast. And then I saw something yeah. someone was saying they have a place where they are now able, well, you know, they can already clone, but they were saying that some development with uh, having mass incubation of babies. I thought, what? Mm. What is going on here? Lord Jesus. First they wanted to abort the babies. Now they want to go cry. Lord, have mercy. Well, now, of course, you know, they have the pill you take before you, you know, after you, I guess, have sex, you know, you can get rid of the baby. But, yeah, now they're trying to, and then you can choose, they were saying the technology is there to choose the sex of the baby or whatever. It, it's just this world is just it's it's moving fast. Things mm-hmm. are moving quickly. I'm still so, just trying to get over the little robotic dogs they <laughs> Oh yeah, I saw, robotic I saw dogs. Something yeah. Something is it was the and one they, with the sniffing out bum? I know was my husband one? has had well, no, I haven't heard about that one. There, I've seen the robotic dog, and then there was, like, this restaurant somewhere um, where they had, like, this little robot and putting jobs, uh, putting people out of jobs as waitresses. They stacked millions of, you know, trays of food or whatever on this little robot thing, taking people their orders. And then I know my husband's had a robot at his job for this is way before it's become out, this outrageous. Uh, he it might have been since maybe 2017 where his job they they do have it, you know, uh, to 
produced product because some guy almost ran into the robot. It could have, you know, exploded. He was on a forklift. They could have had an explosive um, accident, but thank God they didn't. So, yeah, I'm like, you know what? This this is, I guess, they just going to decide to try to, you know, peer pressure us in any kind of way possible. Yeah, you know, not only that, you know, most of the you know technology is is spying on us. So I remember back in 1980s, I used to go to Orlando Christian Center, which Benny Hinn was a pastor. So I was there when the first when the church first started. Uh, it was I mean it was less than 500 people. It actually it ended up being uh, that particular facility could hold 2,500, and then he went to two services, so it's 5,000 people on Sunday. And then um, back then, that was back in eight, 1986, uh, he was talking about mm-hmm. how TV would be um, would be designed that would have in them the the capability of spying on us and looking at us in our homes, even when the television was off. Well, we thought that was the right. Thing, you know, but you know. But that was back in like eight, 1986 when when Pastor Benny talked about that. So I mean, you know, we thought, wow. wow. And so we, the capability is there because I have this thing in my house that I need to throw out <laughs> that my son right. gave me, and it's a Google something I don't know. But I can be sitting talking and I'm not even talking to it, <laughs> and I won't because usually you have to say, let me say it softly, and it may say something. I have to say like, hey Google, and it'll. But there are times, there are many times that I'm sitting there uh, or I'll say something to one of the kids or, you know, and it'll just start talking. It'll say, I don't know the answer to that. And I'm thinking, I'm not talking to you. And I didn't even say, hey, Google. It just starts talking. And then my my grandkids had, they were talking, they were playing a game on there and it was some sort of game and it was a dog involved. Well, my dog is named Jojo. So it asked him, <laughs> would you like one of the dogs to be named Jojo? I thought, okay, you know, thank this you. is enough. <laughs> this thing has been spying on me. You know, yeah. it has been it's spying on me. So I'm about ready to take it out of the wall and just toss it somewhere. Because yeah, that's it's, it's, yeah, it's, that's, that's part of the technology that is going to take over. And it's all set yeah. up to spy on us. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons why I didn't want to get one of these up-to-date baby monitors because, of course, you have all this stuff going on with the, um, what is it called, trafficking, any kind of trafficking, but, you mm-hmm. know, people break mm-hmm. in and hack and talk to you through it and all kind of weirdo stuff. I don't, mm-mm. So I was like, we got enough yeah. security to be able to watch our child. So I don't want one of those, but. Of, of course, no. the TV thing, I was like, hmm, that's where that came from. But, yeah, they've been yeah. saying that for a while. So we used to, like, put stickers on top of where where they said that it was with these new TVs. I'm like, right. good grief. That's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's that, like I said, I heard that back in 1986. And, right. so, and so now, I mean, it's, and now I have a security, well, I have security cameras. So the other day, I thought, do I want these things in my house? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, 
I, I bought, what was that system? I bought the Blake system. So anyway, and then my son bought a house and he, you know, I was mentioning it to him because he lives kind of like secluded and, and there's nothing really around him. So I was like, cameras. And I thought, oh boy, you know, I don't know that I can monitor it from my phone. So I'm thinking, do I want this in my house? You know, but that's, this is, this is where we're living. I mean, this is, this is what's happening and it's been in place for many years and I believe it's all a platform that's being laid for the Antichrist to be able right. to watch, to monitor, to know everything about what happens in our life. It's all and and the thing of it is everyone is pretty, you know, you don't even really think about it, but it they're accepting it as okay, this is necessary, this is what we need and you know, you're comfortable with it. And that's the whole point, to be comfortable mm-hmm. with something that will actually end up being used against us. You know, that's the whole right. thing, to be comfortable. You know, because I could have taken that thing out years ago, and I should have. But, you know, it's convenient because I can basically just do a lot of functions on it. But I I know it's spying on me. Were they Were they putting this information? I don't know. But it is spying on me. I've got the camera off, but I don't believe the camera's not seeing me. And obviously, it's eavesdropping on me because it could tell my grandkids what my dog was named and gave them a choice to pick that name for a dog. You're eavesdropping. I've never gone on there once and say, oh, you know, JoJo, whatever. No, it has heard me call my dog JoJo, and now it is saying, oh, would you like to name one of the dogs JoJo? That. They are, it's fine. I mean, that, you know what? That is strange. That's crazy. But that's what's going on, you know? And then my kids, my grandkids, they thought it was cute. Oh, Nanny. Oh, no. Or just even one of the dogs. Jojo. You know? So how did that thing, that is, how did that thing know that my dog was named Jojo? Why would they give you a choice? That's not even a, a, a common name for a dog. Yeah, that's that's what they do with these cartoons and everything. They manipulate the kids, and the kids are so pure and innocent. They don't even know until they know, and then you're like, no. So that's definitely why we have to be, like, watchful of them because that just popped up in my mind. Like, that's what they do, manipulation. They want you to, you know, it's innocent to them, Mm -hmm. and they don't even realize what was happening. Right. No. They had no clue. They were just like, okay, this is a game. Oh, your baby? How old is your baby? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, uh, he's, he just did a little whimper in his sleep. Um, he got a little hot. Uh, he's two months. He'll oh, my three gosh. Months. You have a two-month-old. Well, yeah, he'll be three, three months soon. Oh, wow. Oh, Sweet babies, I like babies. Yeah, but yeah, he's teething be, already though. They just he's, they'll grow up to be little people later, and he'll be like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one, I can handle the little people, but this teething early stuff, I had to take him to the emergency. I called his pediatrician, but they they were getting ready to close, so I had to take him to the emergency room, and they was like, well. The reason why he's been so, you know, cranky and fussy like this because he was in such pain because of constipation. He, like, grabbed his hair and pulled some of it out and oh, ended up no. having to give him apple juice. 
Yeah, he was teasing. He's teasing, and his fever was high at the time. So yeah, he's he's fine now, but he's still teasing. Oh, so sweet. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Shavonda, for calling in. I always like for you to call in and chat with you. So. Just keep going in the direction that you're supposed to go in and don't worry about who's trying to get there faster. <laughs> right. Cause I, yeah. Sometimes it feels good. It feels, it, you know, you have those thoughts like, I can just do it this way and I don't got to worry about it. But, you know, those consequences are trying to get it done fast. Yeah. And that's the world we live in. You know, that's the world that we're living in. And, um, you know, everybody's trying to get someplace in a hurry. But we, as the people of God, we have to choose the way that God says go so we can get the blessings and the benefits that he already has in store. Because we are purposed here. There's a reason. There's a reason. But the only thing I want to do is make sure that I am accessing from the book what he purposed me to be here for. So, and that's what's really important. Okay. Mm. Yes, ma'am. Oh, right. well, you enjoy. Yeah, same here. And you enjoy the rest of your evening. What is it? You're in. What did you say? You're in Arizona. Where are you? Arizona. Uh, Arkansas. Arkansas. I know it was an A. So, what's the time zone? Are you central or mountain? Central time. Oh, central. Okay. All right. Well, it's already a little after midnight. There's one sixteen here. So. All right. Well, you have a good yeah. rest of the week, and we look forward to talking to you again. Thank you. Good night. All right. All right. Good night. God bless. All right. Let's go. Time is moving. All right. 908-305. Who am I speaking with, and where are you calling from? Hello. Hi, this is Carol from New Jersey. How are you, Angela Joy? Well, hello, Carol. I have not heard from you. In a long time. How are you doing? <laughs> I am doing well. Yeah, oh, New Jersey. I'm yeah. just listening today. Is it warming up? It's getting a little warmer. Yeah, it was kind of nice. We got some nice, you know, the sun. The sun's out a little bit later. I like it when it's spring is here, and then the weather gets better. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. Yep, yep, praise God. Well, glad to have you on. Thank you for calling in. So let's just pray for you, Carol. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank, thank you, God, for Carol. Thank you, Jesus, for continuing to just undergird her and to strengthen her and to uh, encourage her in the plans that you have for her. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I don't know, I just see uh, some, I don't know if it's documents or papers or whatever, but um, I just, I see that and I don't know what it means, but Lord, uh, maybe it has something to do with what you're calling her to do and, and the promises that you have for her to be fulfilled. So Lord, we just thank you, Lord, as she just continues to follow the plans that you have for her. God, that's what it is. You know, like a blueprint. When I said plan, I was I saw like a blueprint, and it's like it's it's laid out the blueprint for you. 
So, Lord, we encourage Carol to continue to follow the blueprint, which is the plan you have for her life, which is, um, you know, on a blueprint, there are detailed things that have to be done in order for, like, if they're building a structure or something, there are details on the blueprint that if they're not followed uh, correctly or to the extent that they need to be followed, these minute details that we might think are minute and just small details that maybe sometimes we can overlook, that blueprint uh, is not, it's there for you to make sure that everything that needs to be done to complete that project or that building or that structure, it has to take place. Otherwise, it could it could cause that particular thing to be uh, not strengthened to the point that it needs to be because we skipped some minute details. That on the blueprint, it didn't look like it, you know, it really mattered too much, but it's like it did matter. So, Lord, we just thank you as Carol follows the blueprint for her life, that what you laid out for her and what you're speaking to her about, no matter how minute or insignificant it might appear to be in the natural, it's definitely important to the completeness of what needs to happen with Carol and her life. So, Lord, thank you as you speak to her and you give her wisdom and understanding as you bring to her mind different things that maybe she may have not thought of, but you're bringing it to her attention. Let her not be, you know, tempted to just, you know, just say, oh, well, you know, just wish that thing away, that she will be sensitive to you to know that this is an intricate part of the design that he has for her life, and it's important that she follow through to every aspect of the blueprint every i dotted every t crossed because it's important or god wouldn't have had it on the blueprint of your life so lord we thank you for that and we give you glory in jesus name hallelujah amen amen continue to follow the blueprint and the lord has given me um uh, he told me some things I need to do, so I just continue to follow them. And uh, I, I said, Lord Jesus, what do you want me to do? So I really kind of focused in on what he wants me to do. But, yeah, it's um, okay. just, uh, what can I say? I am, what's I say, I'm following what the Lord, I'm actually following, trying to follow what the Lord tells me to do. He's like, to take action and, yeah, I don't know, it's just. Um, I need more clear direction. I have direction, but a more clear direction because the, the, the ways I'm going sometimes don't always um, seem like that's where you want because some doors are closing and, I don't know, it's very strange. But he just mm-hmm. said, I guess, keep following the blueprint. <laughs> he's like, right. you know, he's patient. <laughs> and that's it, you know, so. I still so continue to pull. I've been actually doing pretty well. I really have been doing well, and I just the Lord said just um, continue to follow what He wants me to do. And uh, I have this peace about me. I've been forgiving people I need to forgive, and, um, and the Lord helped me to um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm still looking for the right type of job still. And I was going to get a job, and then all of a sudden, like, literally, like, the last minute, they're like, nope, we're not going to hire you because of the health benefits. And I'm like, I thought I was going to go to this job. I'm like, fine, and that closed about, like, uh, that had to be about like four or five months ago. I'm like, what is going on? And I was, everybody was praying. They're like, God's going to open the door. And I'm still having to be patient. But the Lord's like, you need to be patient. And it's been a crazy road. That's all I could say. <laughs> but I'm like, and the Lord's like, are you finally going to live it up to the Lord? So I just give it up to the Lord. And it's been a while. But you know what? I've been patient and spending time with the Lord. And, uh, you know, what can I say? He's He's got to make a way. He always does. But I have a peace mm-hmm. with the Lord, a um, very, very close relationship with him. And what can I say? I don't know. Things seem to get delayed. I have people that look for jobs, and they end up getting jobs after a week or two after, after and I'm still kind of like, Lord, where do you want me to work? It's just very, very strange. I don't understand it. But I just say, Lord Jesus, I just put my resume out and do what I need to do. It's I guess that's the part of waiting, right? Of waiting on the Lord, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... Um, I just don't understand it. That's it. <laughs> confusing. Well, some things we won't understand, you know? And uh, we... That's, get it. You know, that's why we just... We're, we're just the... We're the ones to follow the, the master because we don't understand what he's doing, but we know he's... He knows what he's doing. And I don't know, like I said, you know, the blueprint, you know, make sure God is like saying, make sure every detail that he's given you is noticed and acknowledged and done. Um, You know, there could be things that are going on in our lives personally, you know, that God is speaking to us about. I know with me, you know, um, God basically says, to me sometimes when I have some things going on that I have not actually been obedient in doing it the way he wants it done. And he's basically saying to me sometimes, you might think that's a small thing, but it's still disobedient. And until you do it the way I want you to do it, that I mean, there won't be any change in that situation. So I had, you know, um, I had a uh, actually, uh, someone, well, I had a trial in an in a issue yesterday, and God had told me to basically release this thing to him, you know, release everyone and everything to him. And then I was given the opportunity to, like, not release it to him, you know, because the person approached me and said, uh, such and, you know, such and such and such, and I was like, I have given everything to God, everybody, and everything to God. But it was almost like it came as a temptation for me to jump on board and do something opposite of what God told me to do because he specifically said, leave this alone. Don't talk on it. Don't speak on it. Don't do anything. Place it in my hand and leave it there. Well, immediately, here came the opportunity for me to not obey. And I literally, the person was like, okay. I mean, they came across spiritual. I don't know if it was spiritual or not. Or was it, well, it may have been spiritual, but not of God. 
um, I need to know what you want to do. And I said, I had to repeat what I said. I said that I'm leaving this to God, people and everything, to God. But the enemy didn't want me to leave it with God. He was tempting me to pick it back up and ride with it and try to handle it on my own. So I had to come back and say, that's all I have to say. Because they said, well, I need clarification on this. Would you want me to do this or do that? And I said, I have nothing to say except for that I left it with God. Thank you. And, you know, and that was it. So finally, but it was a temptation. The tempter came to give me the opportunity to take it back into my hand. When I had said, I'm not taking this back in my hand. I've given it to God. I've given everything to God. I'm not picking it back up. But the enemy wasn't satisfied with that. He still said, well, I need clarification that I'm hearing from God or the spirit. I don't know what spirit they were hearing from, but they said the spirit. They didn't say God. They said, I'm hearing from the spirit. What spirit? And then I, my answer was, I'm leaving it as it is. I have nothing else to say. Thank you. And then they backed off. So it's like sometimes little simple things that we don't really even think about. We cross the line and miss it when God is trying to do something because we haven't obeyed something simple. Now, I believe because I refused after the tempter came to have me pick a situation back up that I had just said, I'm not picking it up, but then they're going to come back at me as to say, well, I need clarification. I said, I'm not picking this up. Thank you for your help. Goodbye. Okay? So there was an opportunity. I, I believe, Carol, because I refused to fall into the place of where the enemy was trying to have me pick up a situation that God said, leave alone, leave it alone, that I believe I'm going to see victory soon. I'm, I'm speaking it. I'm releasing it into the airways tonight that because of my obedience to that simple thing of just saying, I'm not touching it, I've given it to God, that I believe, Carol, I'm going to see victory in this area. So I'm just saying that to you. Is I don't know. It could be because I did say in the word that I gave you about details. Every I dotted, as the folks say, and T crossed, no matter how minute it might seem I, to be, just yeah. just do what God calls you to do, and and don't don't pick up things, don't get involved with things, don't say things that you know God has said. Leave it alone, because sometimes that hinders. And I'm not saying you're doing that, but I'm just saying it may not have anything to do with anything like that in particular, but anything that the enemy would want to draw your attention away to when God says, maybe don't look at, don't do that. Don't think about it. Sometimes it can hinder what God wants to do when he wants to open a door for something. It might seem Uh small to us, but you know, it's big to God. So I don't know. Uh Went there. Because God wants to bless you, Carol. I really believe that he wants doors to open for you. And we just have to be sensitive to the way he's leading us to do and handle and walk things out. That's true. But I guess the Lord was telling me because I've had 
Because looking for a job has been very difficult, and um, and I wasn't quite sure where God wants me, and I've been going through this for quite some time. I'm north. It's just been a lot, but I've had a close relationship with the Lord, but through my experiences, I've had people that have not been so kind, Christian, and mostly mm-hmm. people I know. And the Lord's like, you need to not hold any sort of resentment towards them. And the Lord's like, I want you to make mm-hmm. peace with them. And you need to go and write mm-hmm. letters to them and tell them you're sorry. And I was like, Lord, what do you want me to say? And he's like, I want you to write these letters to these people and tell them you're sorry. And I'm like, okay, Lord, do I continue to go back to that? Because it comes back to me after they, you know. So the Lord told me to write letters to them in the love of Jesus and apologize to them and let it go. And I've done that. I've done that for because it's been a really difficult time for me. And the Lord's like, I want to teach you. And this is what the Lord told me. I want to teach you how to not how to deal with rejection. You know, like people saying stuff. And right. uh, it, it actually came from a spirit of rejection. I've had to find out what that was, and it's been a spirit of rejection. So He said, I want you to go and apologize to people because you've been dealing with this for many, many years of my life. And God said, I want to set you free from it. So he told me to go and talk to these people about it and just make sure everything's okay with these people. And, that's, and, and I'm like, okay, Lord. So I've had other distractions. So he told me, that's what I told you to do. So the Lord wants me to do that. So that's what I need to do. I just have a few more people, and that's about it. But it's been a long journey. He said, because if I'm going to move you to another position, and I will, he said, I will. I don't want you to get all upset about stuff like you used to. And I've had to learn how to deal with people who are rejecting or people that have bad tempers or people that curse on me because I've had to deal with people cursing at me. And other people don't deal with that stuff, but I know it was right from Satan, people cursing at me. Oh, boy. And I'm supposed to, and I said, Lord, am I not supposed to say anything? He said, yes, sometimes you're not supposed to say anything. And one of my friends says, you need to let it go, but it bothers me, um, you know, if that makes sense. Because I do have people, because Satan is trying hard to, because um, he knows I love the Lord so much that he's trying to discourage me. And he has to some extent, but he ain't doing it no more, if that makes sense. Right. I understand. Yeah. And, so the Lord said, um, I, but I yeah. don't understand why some people, see, some people who are Christian, I don't understand why some people said, I would never let that bother me. Just let it go. I said, well, you don't have people. And I said, do you have people coming up to you cursing at you? And they said, no. And I said, do you think I should say anything to them? And I'm like, yeah. So the Lord wants me to use wisdom on when I have boundaries. And I really have truth. And, and the Lord told me I have a very sensitive spirit. Meaning, I really do have that, I'm not kidding, I have that gift of, like, if there's a hundred people there, I can sense people, sadness and happiness, I can, and I never thought it was a gift, but it is, and and I do sense those things about people, I really do, and God said, I gave you that gift, but sometimes I overdo it, because I, I and and what is it, personalize things, because of the way God made Mm -hmm. me, and he's like, it's a beautiful gift, but Satan has made me get upset about stuff, and I have to learn how to do it because the Lord told me it was a gift I had. I'm like, okay, it is. It's not like a gift mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit to kind of sense things. I don't know what that's called. It's called uh, intuition or something. I really sense things about people, and they're like, how do you know? I said, 
I just know. I just sense it. And every time I've done it, it was correct. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't listen to the Lord. Because I'm like, no, that can't possibly be true about that person. The Lord's like, yes, that is. And it, and it has been correct. I mean, it's just pretty wild. So, But this is what the Lord has revealed to me. And he said, I want you to do the work I want you to do. But I don't want you to take it personal and then feel rejected because they're just you're supposed to be, you know, there to help them get through difficult times and grieving. I mean, that's because that's the type of work that I do. That's the type of thing that God called me to do. Um, so, if you said, but I can't have you flipping out. I can't have you getting all stressed out about it. But some people are like, they, they don't have that personality. God didn't equip them with that. And they're like, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, um, you just have to learn to temper your temper things. And, um, I mean, we are human, so, I mean, you're going to experience things. But, you know, just keep in mind that, you know, God understands that you, you're you human. It's just basically being able to temper it and get on track. You know, when the enemy comes to try to throw you off track, just try to quickly get back on track. And yes, it's, and what you were speaking of was like the spirit of this, the gift of discernment or being able to discern. Um, it's a gift, but it's it's discerning. Is that a, yeah, and so I that, really do have that gift, and I never realized it was a gift from God. I'm like, really, this is to me. It caused me so many problems because when people. Um, because of the gift that I have, I'm like a counselor. That's the type of work I do, counseling and therapy work and things like that. And and really, but to have people, people would, you know, would feel so, was it they feel so comfortable with me, they tell me their whole life story. And then they're like, well, I always have people tell me, well, you're such an easygoing person. I feel like I can tell you everything. I'm like, okay, fine. And then if I didn't agree with them or I said, you know, there's some things you could do better, they're like, then they're like, how dare you tell me this and F you and I'll be, cur- be cursed at. And it's just crazy. I'm like, Lord Jesus, this is crazy stuff. So I'm thinking, well, and everybody said, you're supposed to have boundaries. And they said, well, you should have boundaries. You should tell this is not the way to speak to you. I said, but I'm trying to counsel these people who have major problems. I counsel people with anxiety, bipolar, all these different things that a lot of people would never have contact with. And I'm like, well, Lord, what do you want me to tell them? And then, like, I don't know what the, the job that I do. It really is. It is very difficult to figure out when to say stuff and not to, and not to be, like, treated like a doormat either, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I understand, and then, but you do set boundaries, and you do let people know, even though they may be dealing with some, you know, some personality disorder, as I was speaking of earlier tonight, Um, even with a person with that type of personality disorder, which I was speaking of, was in um NPD. Uh it's um they have to have boundaries. I mean you set boundaries because boundaries help protect you and it lets them know that this is as far as it's gonna go. You know, and um if you're I mean you have to. I mean you just have to set boundaries. I mean I work with people and I have these irate people <laughs> that call on the phone and, um, you know, they're swearing and saying all kind of filthy stuff. And I just basically, you know, I'm pretty good with, I mean, some people just, that's their way of talking. They're not necessarily cussing me out. 
But they're just. But if it comes to the point where I feel they're cussing me out, you know, I set boundaries. Listen, I will be more than happy to assist you and help you further, but I will not be able to continue with this if this is the manner in which you're going to act. So, I mean, that's just normal in life. You're not expected to just have people just do whatever they want to do. There are boundaries. There's nothing wrong with that. So, um, and you know what, and Carol, you set the boundaries before it even starts. You let them know from the start, listen, these are the rules, these are the boundaries, and this is what we will follow. As long as you are in agreement to this, and I, I'm more than happy to assist and help you, but this is the way it will be. And if you cross the boundary, it's over, you know. So you do have to set boundaries. I think that's been an issue that the board wants me to overcome because I, 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 I kind of like to try to let things go, and my personality is a pretty fairly easygoing. There really am like I like because of that. That's why people feel comfortable talking to me. But I, I find it difficult to to do that with people that I care about, like maybe if a, like a family member might. I might be upset and they curse about stuff or like a friend or said, you know, they get upset and they're on the other end and I have to listen to that. And I'm like, and they're angry about something else and they take it out on me kind of, it hurt. It kind of, it's hard for me to let it go. Like one of my other Christian friends just said, you just just let it go. I said, but these people sometimes are not nice to me. And I thought as Christians and these are Christian people, um, it's hard for me to have some boundaries with them because I, I don't know. It's just hard for me. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you I have to let them know. You have to let people know that certain lines will not be crossed. And, you know, I'll forgive you and, you know, if you made a mistake and we'll try it again. But if this is something that is repetitious and you're going to continue to do this, no, this is not going to – we're not going to function like this. This is not going to go this way, you know. And um, that's what you have to do because one thing about it, we have to realize, Carol, and I know you know that, you know, the flesh, you know, of course, there is, we, people have issues restraining it. But some of it is, is of the devil, you know, demonic. And, you know, the enemy will set you up to try to misuse us and destroy us. And so we have to let the enemy know we know this is you. We understand how you operate. I'm not going to allow you to take advantage of me in this situation. You know, we have to stand our ground. You, you know, you pray, we, we, we act spiritual, but we have to set boundaries. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, in life in general, you know, Jesus, he set boundaries. I mean, um, I mean, he basically, especially when it came to the Pharisees, I mean, he didn't tolerate them, you know. Uh, he didn't. I mean, he didn't even accept the things that he said. I mean, he knew they didn't like him and they didn't want him around. And he he was, you know, very straightforward with them. You know, you're of their father, the devil. You know, that's who you are. Well, I'm not telling you to go out and call folks devils. But what I'm saying is that he, he wasn't going to tolerate the stuff that they were throwing at him, you know. And, and, and until his time came, he would just vanish into the crowd somewhere where they couldn't, you know, because he had the ability to do that. But, um, yeah, we, we, we do set boundaries. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And we, but we do have to get over 
we have to learn and ask God to show us how to get over the pain of the past. And it's not easy because there are things that I've had to work on and some things that I'm still working on in regards to that. But I can say overall, uh, with some horrible things that I've had to live through, I can actually say that, you know, I'm not wishing this person any harm. In fact, I'm praying for them. And and that's good. And And I've had this, like, spirit of rejection on my life um, ever since I think it, I lost my job and other things that happened in the church and I was so I was and I think I mentioned it to you I was so hurt by a pastor in one of my churches re- rejection from pastors and I just couldn't understand it and I was like really hurt by hot be, be, because of it and because of being and the Lord's like we have a sensitive nature what can I tell you God made me a little bit more like just a more sensitive type of person because of the spirit of discernment I have and because of being a musician. And the Lord's like, this is a gift I gave you. So Satan's went around and just makes, you know, I have to be a little bit more like when it happens to say, you know, why did you say that to me rather than holding it in and saying, well, maybe, you know, they're just having a tough day. I don't want to be a pain to them. You know, I want to show the love of Jesus. And I have to learn discernment. You know, I'd rather give people the benefit of the doubt. That's me. But I can't because it would bother me. And everybody's different on how they are as people, you know. And, um, yeah. I mean, I would never be one of the type of people that, you know, even when I did counseling, my one of the my mentors said you should never ever work probably with people who are very hardened like criminals or uh, addicted people because they're just too hard for you meaning they're just harsh type of people because they'll just spin you around in a circle and that's not really the people I should be working with anyway because I'm more should work more with people with anxiety depression they're not going to be more like um, if that, I hope that makes sense you know there's some people that can handle more of the like a criminal type of person that can be like cursing at I, I just it just it's not my it's not my style and that's okay you know it's not a bad thing right not everybody's meant to work with all different type of people meaning if that makes like criminal type of people that are very hardened if that makes sense right I understand what you're saying um yeah, it's I just not me. I just can't stand it. I can't stand when people lie. I, I worked with addictive. I couldn't stand it when they lied to me. They would turn around and say, you're the best therapist I ever had in the world. And then the next day they would use drugs and, and then they would be like lying to me. I just couldn't stand it. It was like, I can't stand this. And I and like if I work with people, I don't think I'd want to work the addict, with the addicted population, which is fine. Or I don't want to work with hardened criminals that have blows my mind people. And I did work with people. I worked with criminally insane people at the uh, the um, the hospital I worked at, which was a of a it's of a, a state hospital, and they had all people that were criminals, pedophiles. Right. I've never been around people. I've never been around people like that. And I said one day, I said, "Did you know I worked with a murderer?" I'm like, "The like, where would you ever find murderers in your life?" I wasn't brought up that way, so I've had to work with people like that. And believe me, it wasn't a fun type of thing. So I'm like, "Lord, I don't really want to work with people like that. I want to work for people maybe with anxiety." depression, relationship issues, a little bit less intense people, if that makes sense. Um, 
you know. Right. I mean, I understand what you're saying, and maybe that's I, – I don't know what God is trying to do in and through, you know, you in those situations. I can't really say. I have I have worked with all of those people. I mean, I worked at a prison for seven years, and I could never work there. That's what I'm saying. It would drive me nuts. No way. Wouldn't they mean not at I all? Love, we have a different personality. It. I actually enjoyed it because oh I, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Because I don't know. I worked with hardened criminals, murderers, rapists. I mean, they were all in right. my class. But it was like I don't know. It was like God set up an atmosphere in my classroom that. I had I had one inmate. He would literally, he would stand at the door and he would tell them, "You will not go into her classroom and act any sort of way. I will personally throw you out." I mean, I had this, and he was in for he was in for murder, and so he was doing life, and he was kind of like the monitor for my hall in my classroom, and he was saying, "You will not go into her classroom. She's a nice woman. She loves God." You will not go to her classroom, and you will not do these unseemly acts that you do other places. I will personally go in there and throw you out. So I don't know. I just enjoyed it because I found, I don't know, maybe God just set me up. I mean, I found those people to recognize the God in me that some Christian folk didn't even see. But these people who were the outcasts of society became my bodyguards and respected the God in me more than some of the people did in the church. So I, exactly. I come in my, and so I don't know, maybe God just created an atmosphere in my classroom because they will come in and they knew besides that, they said, she's a woman of God. We're not coming in here acting like this. And they, but they just say, we love sitting up in here, you know? So I don't know. Well, my I mean, God could see, be, but everybody, but everybody has different people. Like for me, the people that right. I help are people that people would want to help are like the homeless people. I help the home, like the homeless people. Right. And I work with homeless people, people with anxiety, people that are maybe like immigrants or whatever. And these people are not like hardened people. They just need help, quote unquote. And some of them, and I've, worked, I've helped the, you know, I've helped a mentally ill um, homeless person. And he's like, how? And this person was like, I love talking to you. At least you don't make judgments on me. I'm like, yeah. And I, and he said, and I, I said, and I know. And he said, and I know that you're not. You're such a a kind person, such a wonderful person. I see the love of Jesus in you. That he said. Um, what was he saying to me that, um, yeah, you really have such a compassionate heart. And he opened his heart up to me about everything. And this is what happens to me all the time. When I said, well, Lord Jesus, because we're all called to do different different things. Not everybody could work with a person. It just, it just would not be my personality. I never grew up that way. I grew up in a family right. that was like, we weren't, I wasn't around that that people. Not that I'm any better. I, just, I wasn't either. I, in fact, I moved out of the areas where people were criminals and stuff. I couldn't stand it. I, I like to have a nice environment I live with. This is me, but that doesn't mean just because I'm a Christian and a counselor doesn't mean I have to work with people that are, like, so oh, I tough know. type I know. of people, you know. So that's not would not be my type of people. Like, I probably could help people, like, with marital issues, relationship issues, anxiety, stress management, 
know, things like that. And and I know that unless really would, you know, and I've worked with the addicted, but it's really not my, I just, it's just not for me. I don't think so. But yeah, and I I'm know like, God okay. calls us to different arenas. Yeah, I would, I exactly. wouldn't work with criminals either, but, you know, it's just that, I don't know, God, you know, we just, believe that God will place you in the in the environment where I'm supposed to be put it this way where I am supposed to be I want to teach people about forgiveness the beauty of forgiveness and I'm like okay Lord um but that's just people the people that I feel God has called me to just people in the Christian churches to actually love one another in the churches there's so much animosity in the churches just go to a church right you'll see it and that and you know what and it really makes me upset it really does something to my spirit and that says something not everybody's like "Who, who cares about that it makes me so upset that families are destroyed because of unforgiveness churches are destroyed because of unforgiveness corporations are destroyed and you know it really makes me angry i mean like i have a righteous anger so the lord's like why are you upset about it it doesn't make other people upset they're like that's their issue what do i care but it just does something to my spirit so maybe it's like the lord is saying well i want you to help those type of people because it destroys families it destroys lives right and you know just pray and ask god to open up the doors but not so much was I focusing in on that aspect of it. It's just that sometimes there are things going on with us internally that God is still working on. He's still healing. He's still setting some things in order until, and I don't know, I can't say, Carol, that I know what they are in you. And sometimes I don't even know what they are They are in me. But sometimes, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, <laughs> Is that a lot of times we may not recognize what we need or what's going on, but God sees it. And so he wants those things put in order and set in order before he'll release us into the next assignment that he has for us. And so I don't know what that is. Well, it is. It's <laughs> taken a long time, and the Lord was like, I want you to go and forgive these people. I said, because the ones, like, have not treated me well. And the Lord's like, I want you to go write them a letter and I have people, and, and I've, I've really took me a while to even get to the point I am at this point. And he said, you just have a few more people to go to, and you're done. He said, you're done, and you'll be released to your next me- mission. He's like, I can't have uh-huh. you going on to the next thing. And he told me that I have to just do that. I'm like, okay. Uh, and But right. to me, I have to. Everything I have to do has to be perfect. So it's like I, so it's like I'll write something and I'm like, well, no, this isn't right. That's not right. And I'll write it about twenty times, and it's like so much time for me to do these things. And it's just because it has to be perfect, you know. I'm like, I have to say this, and I'm like, some people could just say it and it's done. And the Lord's like, I wish I could get to that point. Um, I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I'm learning. I'm learning to do that. I'm not learning to hold on to things for so long. Well, that's good. And I mean, at least you know, at least you know what it is that God is asking you to do. So do it. You know, that's basically it. You know what he's asking you to do, you know, because I, I sense that, you know, about the blueprint, you know, when God was showing me the blueprint, it's like some things that on the blueprint, it's a plan for your life. It is, you know, what God has planned for you but there's some things on the blueprint that haven't been done yet and even though the whole forgiveness thing and and god gave me yeah go ahead i'm sorry 
God no, has given ahead. me things. God has given me things to do, and He told me to do something years ago. And I'm like, this came up, that came up. He said, I told you what to do, and He said, I want you to teach it because I, I told you about the book that I have, the music that I have. People don't even know that I even wrote a book. People don't even know I have music. They're like, you've done all that, and you haven't told anybody yet. I'm like, no. Because I'm like, everything has to be perfect. He said, no, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just need to go and do it. Go, if you're going to help people with forgiveness things, go and just do it. Stop procrastinating. That's what the Lord said. Stop procrastinating. And he said, I well, he said, but just, yeah, and I don't know. I have a hard time just starting things. It's just like it's, I start them up and, they, and, and then I go on to the next project. I just never follow through it's just a pain i i and so i'm working on it i'm really getting better at it but it's god's got a lot of work to do with me i'm a true work in progress well you pretty but, much answered your question you 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 know the answers carol i just you need to the do them and that's it yeah Right. But I'm yeah, gonna do, I mean, but the lord told me to go he said i have a i have a cutoff day for you he said by easter I want you to go and see these people. Give them your letter. I'm like, okay, fine. I said, even if it's a little after Easter, just do it. And I have a cutoff date, so I have to do that. And then um, and where the chips fall, they fall. I can't worry about that. I have to do what I can. And then I also have to do the book thing, the book and the music. And then I also have to do find some sort of job. Um, maybe it will be something different than um, – the counseling part, but it is definitely going to be something along the lines of the gifting that God gave to me. He said, I never gave you these gifts so you can just not use them. I'm not doing my music. I'm not doing my book. I'm not doing my counseling. I'm not doing any of that right now. Nothing, zero, just saying, it's just crazy. I just don't understand it. And then other friends who are, they said, this is what I definitely want to do, find jobs within a week or two. Because they're like, I know Jesus wants me to do this. So it's like, Lord, what is going on? I mean, Satan comes in there and just stresses me out with people cursing at me and all this other stuff. And like, what? I can't stand people treating me that way. I, I can't stand it. Well, I mean, it gets back to what I said. I don't know if you were listening to the program at the beginning, but it goes I, I, back I, to I, I didn't go on there then. No, uh-uh. Yeah, about the book of destiny that God has written. There's a book that God has put everything in concerning what our life were, was to be here and what we have to offer. And that, you know, my prayer has been that, God, whatever's in the book concerning my destiny and my purpose here on earth, I want it fulfilled. So Me too. my mindset now is that I've got to be busy about being obedient to do what God has called me to do. Otherwise, I may not complete the book. That he uh, or access all of the things that he has written that I'm to do while I'm here on earth, and that bothers me to think that I, because of procrastination, because of me being in disobedience, will not fulfill the calling of what he's written about my purpose here on earth. That I'll have to stand before him one day, and I will have to say, God, I didn't do it because I didn't feel like it, or I didn't. You know, I listened to the devil and I let him trip me up. It's become realer to me now, Carol, than ever before since I've been reading this book on the course of heaven and the different prayers and declarations concerning my life and fulfilling purpose and, and how to 
be here on earth and be diligent about what God put me here is that I don't want to miss the purposes that he has in the book about me. I don't want to stand before him one day and say, you know, I don't have a reason for not fulfilling what he called me to do. Because he does not, I mean, there's no excuse. I don't want to stand before him and say, have him say, you didn't do that, and why didn't you do it? Well, I didn't feel like it. Well, I had this purpose for you. You you, you didn't obey my thing is, I think I did it to a certain point, but I guess with a whole bunch of stuff of fear and Satan coming there, and I said, Satan, you're not doing this to me anymore, so I really have to finish what I need to do with the forgiveness part, and then I have to do the book stuff, which I really believe he wanted me to do for a long time, and I'm like, you know what, Lord, but I don't have any income income coming in right now. I just don't. I don't have any, but God's providing for me from family and friends. But I'm I'm a capable person to work, and I'm like, what's going on? God doesn't always want us to be, like, dependent on other people. I mean, come on. That's not the best. That's not God's best for well, me at all. Well, that's why we have to be obedient, follow through on what he told us to do. Okay, so that's I'm going to do that. Okay, you have my word on that. I'm going to do that. But another thing <laughs> is I wanted to tell you about I wanted to tell you one thing. I went to a funeral today. Just hear, just listen to this. I went to a funeral today, and I had my cousin. I had like fifteen. I did have fifteen people die within the last year and a half. It's been it's been very traumatic, mm. but I get through it. Wow. So my point is, that I don't know if you had that happen, but I did. And really, I mean, I have to allow, like the Lord. I said, you know, if the Lord made me human, and I'm like, and then the Lord's like, look at all those people that died. You better not waste your life. And the Lord's like, see, they're dead now. Those people are dead. What are you going to have as your legacy? And it really, really made me wake up. I'm like, yeah. And I'm telling you, it made me wake up. And my, one of my cousins passed away, right? Think about it. You know, your time. You only have a certain amount of time. I can't be wasting it. He's like, stop wasting God's time. The Lord told me, stop it. I was like, okay. My cousin passed away. And you know what happened? It was because, and then the Lord said, I told you to write a book about forgiveness. And you know what? It's because my cousin had problems my cousin one of my cousins who passed away i love her dearly but she was a little bit um what's the word um slow special needs type of thing you wouldn't know it but you know if you spend time with her she's a little bit more a slow or special needs and nobody accepted her in her family and i they, and one of the nieces was saying my aunt my cousin died near when she was 80 years old but all her life at that particular time era they didn't really accept people with special needs okay so she was made fun of. Even her, even her sister-in-laws and brother used to make fun of her and, and never accepted her and used to say, You're, just make her life horrible. Now, the other niece said, I never understood why they treated her that way. I never treated her that way. My family never did because she loved us because we treat her with the most love and respect because she was a wonderful person, right? So anyways, having said that, I found out that my cousin, the one with the special needs, who really was pretty smart anyway, she was. She held a job and everything. I found out that she was so, didn't want to do too much because she really always wanted the acceptance of this family that treated her like garbage. And she never, all she did was kind of just want them to accept her. And, you know, and she was so happy when people would come and see her and listen to her sing because she had the musical talent like my family. And 
And I'm so mad at those people, and I'm so mad at my cousin for allowing them to stop her from doing what she wanted to because she always used to say, I don't feel comfortable, I don't feel accepted, I don't feel this. And she lived her whole life that way, not being the best person she could be because of unforgiveness on her part. Because he used to tell her, you need to forgive those people. Forget it. I can't. I can't forgive them. I can't. They treated me so bad. I said, you need to forgive them. And you know what? She would not forgive them. Absolutely not. Hmm. Yeah, well, we and don't so want that to happen. But what I'm saying to so what I'm saying to you is, listen to what I'm saying is that that whole family, they were all didn't like her or whatever, and they all lived with unforgiveness. They all hate. They all had like a. They all had like resentment towards her, and she had resentment towards them after a while. And I'm like, isn't that? And the Lord said, isn't that a horrible way to live? I want you to be out there to help them. So the Lord's like, Carol. You better stop listening to Satan and get out there. You're supposed to be helping people like that. I, I said, Lord, that's a hard to me that's the most horrible thing that you can have is have families that end up dying with all this animosity and unforgiveness. I think that's one of the horrible sins of people. It destroys people. It destroys their destiny. It destroys their health. It destroys their life. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, isn't that horrible? Isn't that a horrible thing? And it bothers me so much when people say to me, "My family, they don't talk to people." When people die and they don't even want to talk to their somebody out of these fifteen people, like one person that would not even tell their sister who they were upset about something that happened twenty years before. They didn't even want them to know that they died. They said, listen, when I have a funeral, don't even invite my sister. I have, what kind of garbage is that? And they have a family, and they're bringing that unforgiveness to their family. And I noticed that families can be a bit unforgiving. What's the point of that? And the Lord said, I have work for you to do. You need to stop and do what I tell you to do. That's what the Lord told me, and I think he was mad at me. <laughs> Well, it looks like the calls have all dropped because it's after 2 a.m. But we're just oh. going to believe, God, that you're going to focus in on what he tells you to do and be diligent about it. And so, Father, we just thank you for Carol tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you will just give her the strength and the peace that she needs to follow through on the instructions that you've already given her. Lord, you've given Carol the answer to the dilemma that she's dealing with. Just give her the ability and the strength in you. The joy of the Lord is her strength. Let her joy in you, the fact that you are God, the fact that you love her, the fact that you've made a way when there seems to be no way, even though we can't see it. Let that be her strength. Let the joy of knowing you and being a part of what you want to do in this earth be enough to give her the willpower to resist the enemy and he'll have to flee when she submits to you and that she will follow through on the assignment that you've given her on this earth. Let her know that your joy is her strength to get the job done. And, Lord, every foul, wicked enemy that will come to try to distract, to destroy, to lead her another way, 
we come against it right now in the name, the powerful, the mighty name of Jesus. And we plead the blood and we count it done as we seal with the blood of Jesus the plan that you have for her life even before she was formed in her mother's womb. Let that plan supersede any plot that the enemy would try to use to keep her from coming forth into her full purpose and destiny for which she's been brought on this earth to complete. We just thank you, God, because we know you are greater than any force, any power. You are the true and living God, and we thank you for this. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So be encouraged, Carol. You know, go forth knowing that we all have weaknesses, but God is our strength. And when we look to him to be the fulfillment of our life, our joy, we will be strengthened by that to get the job done. So so when people don't always treat me well because Satan, you know, I guess they have the weaknesses like I do. I just have to, like my friend said, try to ignore it if you can, yes. and then tell them in a nice way. That's it. Even though sometimes they act pretty wrecked because they're having a bad day, take it out on me. I just have to say, you know what? Hey, call me back when you're having a better day. Something, something like right. that. Right. I mean, you just. I mean, we all deal with that. We all deal with that. So yes, you be the bigger person. You have the strength of God. You have the bigger person living on the inside of you. I right, mean, right. you have the bigger, you you're you have an advantage, especially if they don't know God. You have the advantage in the whole thing, Carol, because he's strengthening you to, to just walk away or just go another direction from where the enemy is trying to lead you because you have the greater one living on the inside of you. Right. And then when and you I need help, go. you call on the yeah. greater one. Amen. I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to write my letters, and I have to do it by Easter, so i got to get that done. Right. All right. Well, well I'm, I'm glad, glad you called in tonight. Yeah, I hadn't heard well, from you in a while. And, well, I've been uh, thinking well, and the Lord told me to do stuff, and I needed to listen to it. I'm almost at the end of the assignments God gave me to, to move on yeah. to the next next thing. It's not such a terrible thing. It's It's okay. It's a good thing, actually, so... It is. Did you say there was flooding or something in Georgia or something? You're in Georgia, right? It was what? Flooding in Georgia? No, we didn't have flooding. Uh, Someone was on previously and said that there was tornadoes in parts of Georgia and it was um, uh, storms in part of Jackson, Mississippi got wiped out, she said. But no, there's flooding in California. Oh, okay. I didn't because I caught at the end of it. I'm like, are you okay where you're at in no, Georgia? That's what. Yeah. Well, she was talking about something that I didn't even know had happened. But today and yesterday, um, uh, tornadoes ripped through Mississippi and wiped major area of Mississippi out. And some storms and tornadoes came through to Georgia. But you know, I don't really listen, and I hadn't heard anybody say anything about it. But it wasn't my area. Praise God. You know, because, oh, um, yeah, but anyway. Oh, well, anyway, so well, always there. I always enjoy talking welcome. to you, and um, I'll have a praise report for you. And actually, a praise report is that God has given me a peace in my heart that I didn't have, and it's 
called the spirit of rejection, and the Lord has told me what it is, and he helped to heal that, and I'm moving on to the next part. It's taken a long time, but I guess what the Lord sometimes does, sometimes things should take a while. Got to be patient, yeah. you know? Thank we you, my have friend. God bless you. It was nice to talk to you. Thanks, Angela Joy. All right. Will you be blessed? We'll talk to you again later, and you and be encouraged. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Bye. All right. God bless. Good night. And good night, everybody, to, um, you know, from Prophetic Grace Network. Thank God for you being a part of what God is doing here. And um, we thank God for Prophet Randy and all the ministers that come on. And we thank God for him doing uh, a great work through this ministry. Enjoy your week. And thank you for listening in tonight and being a part of PGN Prophetic Grace Network. Good night.